Blog Talk Radio. And there's an indie promotion. Get out there, and, you know, and support 
the indie circuit out there for, uh, you know, those young wrestlers. They're trying to be up there. They're just like a minor league trying to get up to the WWE, but theirs takes longer. So check it out. It's good stuff. We are in week number two of the NFL, and I'm excited about this upcoming week because there are some great matchups coming up here. By the way, no video. Yes, I know, guys. I, I woke up late as I went to that wrestling promotion last night and uh, and uh, I spent some time with some of the wrestlers after the um, after the uh, show, and I got home a little bit too late to set up the studio here for video, so I just I just didn't feel like messing with it. I was just tired. Um, but as far as to do things, I'm like really weak. But when it comes to this show, I'm going to bring it, bring it. We, each and every week, we got 16 more weeks left to go. This is going to be uh, uh, week number two of those 17 that are coming your way that we are covering this year and looking forward to it. By the way, Raleigh Eagles. On Thursday, the pregame show happens Friday. They open up district, a big, 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 in case you didn't know, it's very big, for this um, setup here. It's very important for the Raleigh Eagles to come out on top on these these, uh, first three district games. So those that are in my local area and and listen in for the uh, Raleigh Eagles, they open up district. It's a big time, and we're going to find out what they learned in those out-of-district games um, going into district and see how they can take that momentum of playing that really, really, really tough schedule into uh, district games in week number. I cannot believe we've already called three high school football games. We're 30% through the season. I find that just completely amazing. So so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at all the games here today, okay? We're going to march through, find out what's going on, see what Cuervo and Tarzan think about this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to kick this off when we come back. Now, Cuervo may have to dive out because he goes out and he gets the – the what what I so wonderfully call he's got to go get the high and tight, uh, so he does that. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna head into our commercials. When we come back, we are gonna get started week number two of the NFL. We already know about Carolina and Tampa Bay taking a loss. Boy, was Carolina bad. Now I saw a lot of memes, and I, I saw a lot of memes about Cam Newton, and I want to get this out before we go into break. I, and I've saved this uh, for this time. And, and the memes were in a mean spirit, but tried to, tried to be funny. But I, I'm going to tell you, I, I find it very, you know, funny how you could take a look at Cam Newton and kind of make fun of him, okay? And how everybody, you know, you know, doesn't get up in arms about it and everything else. But if you do it, you are that that got up in arms about the memes and everything. Um, these are NFL football players. They have a good backbone. They should have a good backbone. And, I, and let's just put it out there. I don't think Cam Newton cares about your memes. Uh, Cam Newton does what he wants, when he wants, why he wants, and for whatever you know, suits his needs at the moment, and he doesn't care what anybody thinks. And I'm going to tell you, that's a very hard press thing to find anymore. And so, I, you know, put it out there. I, you know, 
I, I giggled at the memes because that's what they're for. And, you know, sometimes you got to take a look and laugh at yourself. And, you know, that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Uh, that's where we are. Again, no video today. Um, again, just too tired to get it set up. We're going to do our first break, and then we're going to hop into week number two of the NFL. We'll be back. Of course, if it works after I push the button, that would be absolutely wonderful. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your rally at Eagles letting you know about Liberty Air and Heat. Everybody knows what the Texas heat can do to your air conditioning and heating systems. That's why you need the experts that deliver the best and most honest service in the Rowlett area. We provide the high quality air conditioning and heating services that keep you more comfortable when you need it. We strive to always meet and exceed customers' expectations, competency, and accountability, as well as satisfaction. So contact Liberty Air and Heat at 469-678-9444 or visit them on the web at libertyairandheat.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. Serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? 
How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important. My firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall off the bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlette. For lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the mess. All right, week number two of the NFL. Started out really horrible. I mean, Thursday night football, I mean, it it just could not get any worse. And uh, one of the things that really bothered me about that game is that we've seen a football team that's in desperate mode. And Cuervo, give me a second. My computer just crashed. I'm going to my secondary so I can bring you in. Um, that being said, we, we saw we saw a team that's in desperate mode with the Carolina Panthers because they're going to have to figure out how they're going to play the whole season with an injured Cam Newton. Yeah, I said it. They're not marking it. They're not talking about it. But, God, I've never seen them play so bad. In fact, I was on the phone with Tarvin during the game. Uh, he actually called me. Okay, Carvin called me. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that'll tell you, you know, where that concern is. I mean, Carvin is definitely concerned about the Carolina Panthers, and if you're a Carolina Panther fan, you should be concerned as well. So that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. The Carolina Panthers are in a lot of trouble. Tampa Bay had no business beating them at home, zero. Okay, first of all, they're a better football team, but that means, but that means that you have to have all of your key personnel ready to rock and roll, and they were not there, and they just looked unprepared. The only one that looked like he knew what he was doing was Greg Olson. He looked like a football player. He had a bloody nose all through the darn game. Something happened. I didn't see the play, but something. I, well, I saw the play, but I didn't hear the explanation because I had the actual uh, volume down while I was watching the game. So. When I saw the game and how it was going, I was just watching Cam Newton. 
And, and if you're going to sit there and watch Cam Newton, you, you've got to question whether or not this guy is ready to rock and roll. And there's no question as far as the look of the Carolina Panthers. They just look like a different football team because Cam Newton was not there. I'm almost there, Cuervo. I almost got you squared. But with Cam Newton not being where he needs to be for his football team, that makes the NFC South look a little bit different. Now, I wasn't expecting a lot from the Carolina Panthers, not even close. But when I saw how that game ended up, my question is, is what are they going to do moving forward with an injured quarterback? Are they going to keep just keep running Cam Newton out there? And if they do, what the hell are they thinking? Because that's your franchise. Now, I got a couple of theories. Of course, the Couch Potato Sports Show has never been short of theories. And I think they don't care if he comes out of it hurt because I don't think he's going to be a Carolina Panther next year. So oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! healthy Cam Newton, there's no way that guy is 100% going into week number one, and it just showed all through that football game. Good morning, Sonny. Good morning. Um, yeah, so, you know, what I what I saw in that game Thursday night was a, a defeated Carolina Panther team, and, and we mentioned that uh, amongst ourselves in a little chat that we have going on, but yeah, you know, they, they, they just look defeated, and I think the reason that they look defeated is because, let's be honest, I, I, I think there might be some injury to Cam, but I think it's a mental thing more than anything because, I mean, let, let, how would you feel if you snap the ball and you're already uh, anticipating getting smoked uh, by yep. your blind side because your left tackle can't block for for squat. I mean, mm-hmm. Shaquille Barrett was out there looking like Von Miller or Khalil Mack. And and that guy is nowhere near the talent level that those two are. So, to me, that is a humongous issue. If anybody should have traded uh, for Laramie Tunsil out of Miami, the Carolina Panthers should have done it. Because, man, they need a left tackle and they need one quick. That left tackle for Absolutely. them right now, he just ain't cutting it. That's not that, – he's not he's not the answer. So, um, I think – I mean, everybody's, quote, unquote, has pain and, and maybe a little injury here and there, Sonny. But I think for Cam Newton, I think he's just fed up with the lack of protection that he's getting amongst the offensive line. Uh, because you think about how many t- hits that he takes every game, you know, I, I just I, – I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, that left tackle just kept getting smoked. Like, his footwork sucks. And, and even I know that. Uh, and I've done very minimal coaching, you know, in my time. So, uh, but anyways, that's what I saw with the Carolina Panthers was just a team that knows that they have a lot of work to do and they just – after one game, they just look like, well, this is going to be a long year, boys. So it's yeah. really, uh, it's on Ron Rivera at this point. 
Sonny. And, and, and if he can't rally these guys together, then if anybody's going to leave that football team, it's going to be Ron Rivera. I don't think Cam Newton's going to go anywhere. I think they're going to try everything that they can to get him the help that he needs before they decide that they're going to let, uh, you know, their, their quarterback. I'm not going to call him a franchise quarterback uh, because I don't think he's quite a franchise quarterback anymore. Uh, but uh, but he is their quarterback, and I think they're going to do everything in their power, at least they should, to get him the help that he needs before they decide to move on from Cam Newton. If they were smart, that's the pl- that would be the plan. Well, let's see what 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 our next uh, guy online has to say about it. Just, just a good, just a good old world. boy. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Right here on the couch table sports show. Well, we were on the phone, Tarvin. I kind of saw a little bit different on what uh, what Cuervo says there. So what what do you think about that situation there? I only got a couple minutes. I've got my son going to church. But I want to say Cuervo's dead on in what he's saying. But the problem with Cam Newton now, what is he, like 30? He's like a 50-year-old body now. That's my only problem. Yep. And when I when I watch him throw, guys, you go back three, four years ago, you watch at Auburn, you watch this guy's throwing motion, you look at the strength of his arm. He may not have been the most accurate cat in the world, but he could throw the ball. And I think as long as he's been in the NFL, you watch him now, that shoulder is not right. When you saw Andrew Luck come back from his shoulder surgery, it took him about to October to get going too. But – Cam's not going to make it to October if they don't block for it. And yep, I think Ron Rivera. I mean, look, you got you got fourth down in an inch at the end of the game. Why do you not go under center with your six foot six, two hundred fifty pound quarterback and and get a sneak? I mean, come on, guys. He's never he's like ninety eight percent with under a yard to get a first on fourth down to get a first down. But yep, look, I, I don't think he's going to be in Carolina much longer. And I don't think he's going to be in the league much longer. I think after his contract's up, I think he's gone. Uh, I just, I think his love for the game is gone. And you can tell it just like Andrew Luck, the same thing. He's just tired. But, but here's the deal. If you're going to look like that bad during the game, don't come after the game dressed like a grandma from 1962. Um, and, and that's stupid. That, that's what's hurting him. I mean, Okay, you're you're having a bad year. You're having you've lost eight in a row. Don't draw attention to yourself in that kind of way. You know, I just yep. I don't know. I've always been a Cam fan, guys. You know that. But I'm telling you guys, he's hurt, and I wish he would get out of Carolina because if I'm Carolina and you want to win now, you got a couple of backup quarterbacks in there that could probably do better than Cam's doing right now. And I'll listen to yep. you. That's all I can say right now. But thank you guys for taking my call. Hey, no problem. When you get time, throw us your uh, predictions on the Facebook, and I'll mark them down on the list So when you get time. Okay. All right. All right. He's Brian Tarvin. Wait, hey, you going to do a show tonight or no? Yes, I'll be there, 8 o'clock right. Eastern. All right. I will be there. I'll be watching the game as we'll do it. I've already set my alarm just in case that you were going to do it. So you don't even have to ding me. I'm all set and ready to go. So check in, way in sports talk. Do it. Good stuff. Uh with Brian Tarvin, and, of course, Jonathan will be there as well. So, good stuff. We'll see you then, okay? All right, Cuervo, hope you're there too, buddy. 
I will. I will so, call in. There we go. So both of us, we're going to take a little guest uh, guest uh, side on over on Way in Sports Talk after uh, week number two of the NFL. Check it out over there, Way in Sports Talk. Love it. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. When you take a look at, at the whole situation, now I want I want to go back a month, Cuervo. Just take that step back with me. We're going to go back back in the time when a crazy couch potato conspiracy thought was right there. I said at the beginning of the season they needed to get rid of Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. Both of them. Everybody thought all suddenly lost his mind. After week number one, I'm looking like a genius because they look like both of them are lost. And not only that, when they went over and when they panned over to Ron Rivera, I'm sorry, this guy's been in the league forever. That guy should never look confused. And this guy looked like he was like, I don't know what we can do here. And, and I think that's where the Carolina Panthers are right now as a franchise player. Well, they're kind of, you know, stuck in the middle of mediocrity, and they don't know which way to go in order to move. Do they take Tim Newton out of the game and bring on one of those young cats in the back, um, you know, at the quarterback position to step in for Cam for a little bit? Or do they go ahead and risk Cam Newton because they're not going to have him, so they don't care they're going to pay him, and that's all they're really obligated really to do? Or do you bring in, you know, one of the young guns that are behind them and see what they can do? Because as, you know, Tarvin said, I don't know if they couldn't do any better or any worse than what Cam Newton did on Thursday night. So, Cuervo, the future of the Carolina Panthers as far as Ron Rivera and Cam Newtons are concerned. You already heard that, you know, over there, you know, does Cam stay and Ron go? Or did, you know, I think you kind of answered a little bit. Or do you see both of them going uh, in reality? Well, I'll give you two versions of that, Sonny. I'll give you the version that I think they should do, and I'll give you the version that they're probably going to wind okay. up doing. The version that I think they should do is Axe Ron, and, and I love Ron Rivera. If, if you know his background, I'm very familiar Former with Ron Rivera. Love the guy. Mm-hmm. Former Bear, uh, defensive coordinator former player, Chicago Bear. Uh, so I got a lot of love for Chico. Not a lot of people know that that was his nickname back in the day, but I got a lot of love for Chico. So um, here's, the, here's the problem, though. They're, they're probably going to get rid of – I could see them getting rid of both of those guys, him and Cam Newton. I think Chico needs to move on. Um, and Cam needs to stay, and like I said, they find a way to fix this thing. Get him that offensive line help that he needs, and that way Cam can be right again. Because, look, we've discussed this many, many times on this show, Sonny. When the Panthers are winning, you get good Cam, you get happy Cam, you get dresses decent Cam, okay? (laughs) When the Panthers are losing, you get – Frustrated Cam, which which is understandable, but you also get whiny Cam, you get face making Cam, just like Eli, and you get what the hell is he wearing, Cam? And that and that's what we <laughs> saw on Thursday, right? It looked like yeah, like like uh like Tarvin said, like a like a like a, a grandmother's church outfit or some some sort, uh, back from the sixties, right? So 
that's the problem with Cam. He's a very emotional dude, and I don't think there's any secret to that. But Carolina needs him to be the good type of emotional Cam because that's that's when he brings out the best in himself, and he brings out the best in everybody around him. So that's the problem. And the the only way that that's going to happen, Sonny, is if he gets the protection and they start winning football games. Now, the other thing, the other problem that I see with Cam is, yes, as Tarvin mentioned, his accuracy, you know, I'm looking at some of the throws that he's making, and I'm like, and the first thing I'm thinking in my head was, you know, three years ago when he was the MVP, actually it was more like four, um, he doesn't miss those throws. Those 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 throws Absolutely. are right yep. on the Good money. Point. And and, and uh, now his defense, he has a different type of receiving core. Back then, he had big bodies like Calvin Benjamin and Funches, and um, uh, who was the other guy? I can't think of it now. But now he's got the smaller dudes like Hogan or not? Yeah, well, Hogan. Uh, you got DJ Moore. He's got uh, Samuel. So he's got all these, these smaller Steve Smith type guys. Um, they're not on Steve Smith's level, so don't don't please don't twist my words here. But um, but he's got the smaller you know type of guys that he's thrown to. So when I when I realized that these throws are going over uh, their head, the only thing I could really for me what it comes down to, Sonny, is that I don't think he's putting in the time which goes back to what Tarvin just talked about. He's losing his love for the game. So I think Tarvin's on point with that uh, because what I see is timing is up. The only one that he was, he was right there with is Greg Olson, but he's because he's been with Greg Olson for five, six years now. So that's the only guy that he was really in sync with because they've been working together for years. All these other guys throwing over their head, throwing off to the side, you know, and to me, that just that just speaks lack of preparation, lack of time working on routes with with his receivers. Uh, so the dedication, the love's not there. And and and, and no. honestly, honestly, Sonny, I kind of don't blame Cam. Why are you going to put in the effort to to get to get the you know try and get this thing going? If they're not gonna, if you're not gonna have the time to make these plays happen, he's running for his life every single time. And the yep. left tackle, I, I can't, I can't speak enough about it. Man, that dude sucks. Sonny Clark, <laughs> I, I think you, I'm gonna propose you become the left tackle of the Carolina Panthers because I'll tell you, you'd probably do a much better job, my friend. Uh, that that could be. I, I, I can't say that I would necessarily do that, but in reality, um, I maybe maybe I can, but it's a that, that's so many, so thanks, Cam Newton's got a lot of work to do in Carolina to try to change that around. But the fact of the matter is, is I think I'm with a lot of other folks in reality. Um, It's not a good thing. So Carolina's got a lot of work to do. And we're going to see where they end up going. Uh, They'll either go forward and try to find a new, um, you know, maybe the new guy. The new guy that's going to bring them, uh, you know, the fortune and fame, whether that's coach 
or quarterback or a combination of both. I think they needed to do away with both of them before the end of the season and see what they could have got for Cam. But that's where they're at now. So, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's get into week number two. Let's get into the games. There are some games that we're not going to spend a lot of time on. There are some that we are going to spend some time on. But let's go to the first one that's up on tap as far as the uh, games are concerned. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, oh, and one on the season, and the Baltimore Ravens one and oh. Now, I don't know if anybody saw my video that I did, but you know, I'm not falling for this. I'm not falling for, for Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry, just can't do it, not going to do it, um, because I don't think that he is worthy of having or the anointing of being the guy, because they go up against the Arizona Cardinal football team. They are at home. And but I'm going to tell you right now that I I I have no love for Kyler Murray on the other side. So we got two of these quarterbacks that everybody is gushing about, and guess what? Neither one of them are good. They're not even close to being good, and that's one of the problems when you get a game like this. And at the end of this game, someone's going to win, and whoever's going to win, the, the anointing is going to end up happening in reality. Because what's going to happen in reality in this game is, is that we're going to see a low-scoring game. I don't think we're going to see any high-scoring game in this one at all. Okay, we're going to see two quarterbacks that are going to struggle against each other. In fact, it might, it it just might. I, oh, know, that was terrible. This is the ugliest game of the week. Okay, this is the ugliest game of the week with the most hype. And Cuervo, I don't trust Lamar Jackson. I don't trust Tyler Murray. I don't trust the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't trust the Arizona Cardinals. And the only thing that both of these teams got going for them is their defense. And when you got to figure out who's going to win the game because of whose defense is going to be better, it makes for a bad day. And we probably won't see this game very often over on red zone. Uh, I, you know what, Sonny, I'm going to kind of disagree a little bit, respectively. I think that we are going to see this game on red zone quite a bit. Why? Because everybody's on the Lamar Jackson train. So, you know, after one, yeah, exactly. You know, after one week, hey, Lamar, I mean, just hand him the MVP trophy. Just give it to him. The second coming. Why, why even play the rest of the team? I mean, he's, he's the, he's the new, uh, he's the next Patrick Mahomes, right? He's the next uh, yeah. big thing in the NFL, right? I mean, come on, guys. Let's, yeah. let's be real. Are we serious right now? Please. It's one week. It was Please. the Miami Dolphins, which half the team wants to get <laughs> traded, by the way. Um, so that's not really speaking too much volume. Now, with that being said, Sonny, Arizona Cardinals are not much better, okay? They don't have Patrick Peterson until week, I think, five, six. How long is he suspended? I want to say four games. Actually, I want to say it was four games. He's it was four games, but they'll have the bye before he gets back. They, they get the bye within the first four games, if I'm not mistaken. How convenient. So, there you go. So, he gets an extra week after the suspension and whatnot. So, um, but I, I will say this. I think, uh, well, first of all, it's a big day for uh, a certain uh, T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs. He's coming back to Baltimore. So, I think you got that factor uh, for the Arizona Cardinals and, and – uh, but what I'll say is that uh, I think for one more week, I think Lamar Jackson's going to look like a stud. I'm not saying he is a stud. I'm just saying for one more week, he's going to look like a stud. Why? Because 
there's nobody. You tell me, Sonny, besides Patrick Peterson, who, who can't play today, who on that defense, who in that secondary is going to be able to stay with, with Malcolm Hollywood Brown? Who's, going to, who's got the speed? Who's got the, the instinct point. to be to be able to stay with that kid? Uh, because I tell you, last week, I mean, it looked like it looked like somebody was you know playing Madden out there, just throwing the deep ball to to Malcolm Brown, and he just kept running for a touchdown. I mean, that happened twice in the first quarter, and it slowed down because I think uh, I think Miami started to make some adjustments, but at that point it was already too late. Miami was already, yeah. you know, they had already got mollywopped or however they you want to say out. it. So they yeah, checked, they checked yeah, out. they checked out. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It, though, it was after like, one game, it, it, after one game, Sonny, half the team wants to get traded. I, 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 I've never, in my years of of watching football or following the NFL, have never heard of a team pretty much quitting on their brand new head coach. By the way, after one game. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's Absolutely. unheard of. By the way, we're not going to even cover just to let everybody know it's the New England Patriots in Miami. And I, I, I love Cuervo. And if Cuervo goes ahead and decides to pick Miami in Miami, I'm going to go and I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to fly to L.A., okay? I'm going to have Cuervo pick me up at the airport, and then I'm going to strangle him. I'm going to walk back into the airport, get on the plane, head back home. Um, because uh, yeah, <laughs> because he's out of his mind and he needs to be put out of his misery. So we're not even going to cover that game. We're both on New England. So that, hey, there, Sonny, got that one out of the way. <laughs> Sonny, you might want to head. You might want to head start toward, head towards the airport now. Then. Nah, you're not. You 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 are not that crazy. I, 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 you, you are not that nuts. I know you're not. I mean, even the fun-loving Cuervo who wants to maybe take a take a shot would not would not even think about this one because of last year. Sonny Clark picked this game. Yes, I picked the New England Patriots or the the Miami Dolphins over the Patriots in Miami. That was a totally different football team, and you were on the Patriots then. And that team is ten times worse than what they were last year. There's no way you're you're in dreamland. See, here I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a virtual bitch slap, okay, and wake you up and you realize that oh yeah, that's right, I'm not dreaming right now. So there you go. How'd that feel? <laughs> Ouch. Uh, that, uh, I, yeah, I felt that from here. No, but, yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I I'm I'm half tempted. I'm not going because look. I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's something in the water down in Miami. But the New England Patriots have had the last two, three years have had trouble for some reason against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. So, am I half tempted to do it? Yeah. Am I going to do it? I don't know yet. I guess you got to continue to listen and find out, right? Stay tuned we'll, for we'll, those that we'll, are listening. We'll, we, we will go down that a little bit later on in the show, but I'm going to spend five, four seconds on it, and that's it. Uh, so, but when we get to that, okay. back to this one, you know, yeah, I, I'm not falling for I'm not falling for everything. I'm not falling for the fourth quarter theatrics and the overtime theatrics of Tyler Murray. You know, being 20 or 29, 238 yards and two touchdowns with a passer rating of 116.7. I'm not falling for it because the Lions gave up after that. They gave up after that timeout. That was a football team that just checked out. And the Lions, and right now, that's just to get up. The Lions got to look themselves in the mirror today. 
uh, before they get started. So we'll get to that game as well. But I'm not falling for what ended up happening at the, at the end of that Lions game in Arizona. Not, gonna, not even going to come close um, because that, that Lions team was defeated because they knew they won that game, because, but that timeout cost them. So that being hmm. said, moving, for, moving forward into this one, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, not 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 impressed. I don't care about the fourth quarter theatrics and the overtime theatrics, okay? Because that's just not going to happen. And I'm a Baltimore all over this one. I mean, I could look at stats all day long and say, hey, this is what this is what's going to end up happening. Uh, but I'll go back to what you said. You know, you know, all the all the numbers, all the things I think lean toward. Baltimore, because if you want to think that Miami was a good football team at one point, you can. Uh, but I will say this, Cuervo, when you look at it, and in the Arizona Cardinals, there's one thing I want people to look at, okay? In week number one, the Arizona converted just 9-22 on third down attempts. And when you are that bad on uh, third down, um, when you play a real uh, bad, you know, a football team that wasn't even there, that is where you're going to end up walking into Baltimore and Baltimore, even with uh, the mirage that is uh, Lamar uh, Jackson, will not get the job done. Uh, maybe, maybe not after today, but he will today, Sonny. I, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just being honest in my opinion. I think, yep. I think Baltimore is going to look just as good today. I don't think they're going to put up 59 points again, but I do think they're going to, you know, somewhere in the 30s. Um, yep. So, you know, just because Arizona is a bad defense, is just as much as Miami is. And uh, so, yeah, I think for one more week, you know, Ravens fans can be excited and, and campaign for Lamar Jackson for MVP. But enjoy yeah. it because <laughs> after today, it, 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 that, that's when reality is going to hit. Uh, I don't know who they yep. play next week, but it's probably somebody better than the Arizona Cardinals or the Miami Dolphins. So, I'm gonna so you're saying go there's going to be a come to Jesus in in week number three for the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, and the come to Jesus and it's going to come quick. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a wake up call uh, for for them as they go uh, into week number three. I am actually really looking forward to what they can do against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> oh, that's, that's who they play next exactly. week. Oh, yep, boy. they got the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm there you really, go. I'm I knew it was really better. looking forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but that's what, that's what we're on. We're both on. We're both on Baltimore for for this one. We should probably spend a little bit too much time on this one, but at the same time, we have to make sure that everybody don't drink too much of the Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray Kool Aid. I don't want them to get a little. I don't want. There's 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 a roofie in that, so stay away from it. We're going to go to the locals right here, okay? It's the Dallas Cowboys on the road. They take on the Washington Redskins team, which, by the way, you know, Cuervo, Cuervo, you you called this one, okay? And what I'm talking about is, even though we didn't get our parlays, you were on this one as far as jumping up on the on the Washington Redskins bandwagon as far as the parlay was concerned. Uh, to, because when you took a look at last week as far as what the Washington Redskins did 
uh, immediately. Jumped out to that 20 to nothing uh, uh, lead over Philadelphia. You thought this game, you thought this thing was over in reality. So you get the same kind of game there because when you take a look at all the experts and what people are talking about the NFTs, it is the Dallas Cowboys, it is the Philadelphia Eagles, and depending on which one of you know which analyst that you listen to, it could be Philly winning this division or it could be the uh, Dallas Cowboys. The difference as far as what I look at as far as this game, I'm not picking the Washington Redskins, although this thing is in great lineup for the Dallas Cowboys to be too much on their high horse going in there as Dak Prescott had a perfect passer rating as last year or last week, and I'm not falling for that per se. Um, it's the perfect, you know, the perfect passer rating. But I am going to get up on the Dallas Cowboys to be able to beat the Washington Redskins at home. And here's the thing. If Dallas is going to become that team in the NFC, it's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, they have to win this football game. If they lose this football game and anybody predicted the Dallas Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl, all you got to do when you get done with all 16 weeks of your football season, 17 total with the bye, you look back and you'll look at this game and say there's no way that the Dallas Cowboys can make the Super Bowl, even if they make the playoffs, because if you can't beat the Washington Redskins, who are down and out, Listen, you know, I don't care what they did last week, okay? It's really relevant, okay? This is a game that you have to win, and this is a divisional game, a very important game. You had week number one with the divisional game. You need to come out 0-2 in this division before you move on to Miami, which you should destroy next week. So the Dallas Cowboys will be on track to be the next nationwide. I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm picking the Cowboys in this game. When they win this game, we, we, we are all talk Super Bowl talk all day long because they're going to destroy Miami next week. So they'll get through their first three weeks and everybody will think they're Super Bowl bound. So um, I don't know if you've seen anything in Washington last week that can say, yeah, they can beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um, that quick start, it's almost like one of those, if you're handicapping horses, okay, you watch, and if you've got those cheat sheets, it'll tell you where they are on the first turn, second turn, third turn, fourth turn. You know, they got those cheat sheets, and you've seen Washington get out in the first round in the second, and they, they were up 20 nothing before anybody knew it, and then they petered out at the end, which is what makes a great horse. Same thing with a football team, Cuervo. They have to play the first of all four quarters, and not just the first two, and that's what we saw as far as Washington last week. Yeah, I mean they they jumped all over the Eagles last Sunday, uh, Sonny. I, I I honestly I didn't expect that, and that's not why I was saying to uh, take Washington with the, with the plus what was it plus ten I think I think they were they were ten taking ten. yeah it was ten points I was like holy cow yeah so that that's the big you know such a big number in the divisional game uh, to me that I was all over that that's why I said that's why I picked that game as one of my parlay games. Um, you know, but anyways, um, as far as Dallas goes, Sonny, I think what you saw last week was a team that is ready to take the next level. Um, you know, and, and believe it or not, a lot of people don't want to give Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, his, his due respect, uh, as an mm-hmm. OC and, and I can, I can get it. I understand why. You know, I mean, this is this is a guy that just didn't quite pan out in the NFL uh, as a quarterback, backup quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
but I tell you, it's like the old saying goes: sometimes when you can't do, you teach, and, and that's what that's mm-hmm. what Kellen Moore has shown is that he can teach very well, at least from what it looks like. Um, but uh, the, you know, yeah, I think you asked the question: how could Washington possibly beat the Dallas Cowboys? Um, I mean, they would have to they would have to absolutely get pressure, a lot of it. On Dak Prescott, because once once yeah. that happens, then you know he, he Dak is a guy that uh, at times can get flustered, uh, but uh, you know he also he's also pretty good at finding ways to make things happen. But I think I just think that uh, you have to do it early. Uh, you don't let him get comfortable, and that's just that's for any mobile type quarterback like a Mahomes or or Prescott or Russell Wilson. You you get pressure on them and you get you you have to do it early. You have to set the tone. So do the Redskins have the personnel to do that? Nah. I guess they do, but are, is it going to happen? Nah, we'll see. It, it it all depends on the game plan that they have and you know, offensively, I mean, I was a little surprised at how good Washington looked, to be honest with you. Now, Adrian Peterson is going to start for them today at running back. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think I think that actually adds to the offense. No disrespect to Darius Geis, uh, who I drafted in two out of my three fantasy leagues, but that's a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> but, I did pick up, but I did pick up AP. I did pick AP up, so that's a good thing. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that uh, what you're what you're going to look for in this game is I want to see if Vernon Davis can do what he did again. I mean that guy that guy can't he looks like he still can get out there and 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 yep hang with the best of the tight ends in this league. Um, so I think that's that's a dynamic that the Redskins need to use is utilizing their tight ends because let's be honest, Sonny, their receiving core is not that great. They they don't have very right. good receivers. So I think I think Vernon Davis is a guy that they're gonna have to lean on a lot, uh, on top of using Adrian Peterson in the backfield. So as long as Case Keenum and the offense can mix it up enough to uh hang with the Dallas Cowboys offensively, then I think the Redskins have a chance because they're not gonna slow Dallas down offensively. That's not gonna happen. Okay, but offensively, if they can hang with them and and match them, you know, field goal for field goal, touchdown for touchdown, then I think the Redskins have a shot. So that's that's how I see this game turning out. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring, uh, but but is the offense of the Washington Redskins going to be able to hang with the offense of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, that would be the big question, whether or not it, that could end up happening. And I, I don't know if it will. So we'll, we'll, we will find out about how that whole thing sets up. And it should set up to be a pretty good game as far as that's concerned. I'm on the Dallas Cowboys as far as this one is concerned. And um, as far as uh, Tarvin, he is on the Dallas Cowboys. I got his first pick. He's on Baltimore as well um, for the first game. Uh, so I'm on Dallas. Who you got in this one, Cuervo? How about them Cowboys? I'm going to take Dallas as well. All right. For the clean sweep. 
definitely. We had three. We had three clean sweeps in a row. Actually, we all were on Carolina. We took the loss on that one. Uh, both, all of us are on Baltimore and Dallas uh, going into this one. So. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. That we're gonna just jump right into the next one, and then we will take our first uh, our first break at the, well our second break at the top of the hour. But this one's an interesting one, Cuervo. I was looking at the I was looking at the game, and you know I don't know what we'll get as far as this game is concerned. But the Buffalo Bills, who are one and zero, they go on the road to take on the New York Giants. We were on Buffalo, and I was holding my breath in this one towards the end. All right, so Baltimore does what they need to do, or uh, the Buffalo Bills do what they needed to do, which is to get the victory, and that ended up happening all by the skin of their teeth. The Giants just were awful in Dallas. Uh, but, you know, you, you take a look at the, the Giants. This is a different football team at home. I don't. And one of the things I hate about them is is because they're so unpredictable, even at home. But they're they're not the worst team at home. But you know Buffalo is not good either. And this is one of these tough teams. You got neither one of these football teams are good. And when they start facing each other, and we'll see that throughout the season, it's a hard play on which one you're going to pick. You know, do you take Eli Manning at home? Do do you figure out what the Buffalo Bills did last week on a fourth quarter comeback and you ended up winning the game? Is that good? I, I mean, I don't know. You know, the Bills beat the Jets. Are the Jets a good football team? You know, I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys are a good football team, so that team came out the way it should have been predicted. But, you know, after going undefeated in the preseason, the Giants got to hand it up, so they got to come to Jesus in week number one that you're not as good as you are in the preseason, so don't lean on it. Uh, so you you got two, you know, got two teams that really in reality are long shots for the playoffs in reality. So when you look at the game, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the Buffalo Bills going 2-0. Should they get this win? They haven't gone 2-0 since 2014. And the Giants are trying to avoid their six go and two start since 2013, but they've been to the playoffs. So that, that's what you got. I was looking at this. I was like, this is a stupid stat. I only I, I pulled out the couch potato quarter on this one, Cuervo, and literally I have no clue who to pick in this game. I mean, I, I should be able to look at these two teams and say easily which one's going to win this game. And so, you know, my logic is, is I look at the quarterback. Who's the better quarterback? Well, come on. Let's be honest. Okay, and even though I hate the guy, okay, Eli Manning is the better quarterback. But as a team, are the Giants ready to go ahead and be able to pick it up and win a game that they really should win when you take on the Buffalo Bills? Or will the Buffalo Bills do their fourth quarter heroics that they did and got the victory by 1.17 to 16 last week, you know, over the Jets? Well, then what I did is I took the comparison. Are the Jets better than the Giants? The answer to that question is yes. So the Bills were able to beat them. So I'm not using any crazy logic, so I put the quarter to the side, and I went ahead and went to Buffalo. So I got Buffalo going 0-2 to start since 2014 in this one, Cuervo. I I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything in this game that makes you go, yes, this is going to be a great football game. Great football game, yes. No, actually, no, no, not a great football game. Was it was it a lot easier for me to pick this game? Yeah. I didn't have to do algorithms like you did and figure out who's better than who. And, you know, back in 2016, you know, 
when it's when it's warmer than 77 degrees, uh, the Giants are mm. six and zero. Oh. Nope, didn't do any of that. Didn't do um, that. Oh man! All right. <laughs> no, but uh, here here's the deal. Uh, that same little sound bite, and I can't remember the wrestler's name that would come out to that, and they would chant, "You suck." Uh, we can go ahead and, yeah. and hit that one again about the New York Giants we, we, because that's yeah, yeah. that's why I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, and for me, it was that simple. I think Josh Allen's that, that, gonna light them up today. I think Josh Allen's the better quarterback. Yes. I well I, I I'm just not I'm just not sold. I'm just not sold. Um so you know that's that's where I'm at and um and that by the way that, that uh the sound bite is Kurt Angle. Um just to let you know, even though he did suck, it, you know, it was great and I can't oh, that's right. like, Kurt now, Angle. Holy now, cow. Yeah, now now I can't find the damn sound bite. <laughs> I've been I've been zooming through and figuring out where it it's not in the right place. So that's the reason why I can't find it. Uh, but that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Uh, so you're right. The, the the Giants suck, and that's that's just a tough one for them uh, going into this one. And I I just like you know you know in reality, Cuervo, when you look at this game, there should be no reason why we're picking. The um, Buffalo Bills to to beat the New York Giants. We just shouldn't. Um, now, Cuervo is why on not? the Giants, and I don't know why. Uh, but no, um, I am not. But, uh, Absolutely not. The fact that you, okay. you took that out of what I was saying. Ooh, sunny, 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 sunny. <laughs> no, I am definitely going with the Buffalo Bills in this one. For, I'm just saying, for yeah, me, no, it was no, a but, lot easier to pick the Bills than, than no, it was no. for you. Got it. Okay. No, no, I got that. Sorry, I, I, I thought you misheard me when, when I said no. I know you're on Buffalo. Uh, the, the Tarvin is on the Giants, just to let you know. So, ah, and I don't know why. Uh, so that, yeah. So, no, I was, I, I was right there with you. So, um, not a lot to really talk about this game. I kind of just went off on trying to, how I figured out how to do this because. You know, you know, Eli Manning should be the better quarterback. He's not, and that, that's a bad thing. Now, that being said, I said I was going to go to break. I'm not going to go to break. I'm going to stay right here because I want to get to the next game because I think this one's a great one. Okay, be- because we saw a kicker who is a Hall of Fame kicker. By the way, if there needs to be a kicker in the NFL, Hall of Fame, it's anniversary. This guy, this guy just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I've never seen this guy kick so bad. So, you know, everybody has got to have those games. Even Peyton Manning had those games. You know, even the greatest of greats have had those games. Adam Venaturi has never had a game like this in his career. So you've got to give Adam Venaturi, I don't care how old he is or how weak you think his leg is, it, it, this is just – this is not Adam Venaturi. You're not going to see this again in his career. So, you know – so you change that whole thing around. Indianapolis probably should have won last week, but they're playing in Tennessee. And man, oh, man, I think this is going to be the sleeper game of the week. I think we're going to see a good one. I'm not a big believer in Jacoby Brissett. I, you know, I, and I love Tennessee at home um, against anybody. Uh, there's something about that place. And I don't know if it's, by the way, I don't know if it's the Steve McNair magic that's, you know, it's still hanging its head over there, you know, trying to get them over the hump. I don't know if it's their head coach. I like Rabel big time um, as a coach, but sometimes I think he's lacking. He needs a better offensive coordinator, I think. And now I, I don't mean to just, you know, throw shade at it. 
you know, but at the same time, I think they could do better offensively. So this game had me perplexed when I was looking at it on who I was going to pick because I immediately went to Tennessee. But I also went back to the, to week number one, Cuervo, and week number one proved to be a very interesting week in the NFL, and this was one of the reasons why last week. Okay, Indianapolis probably, again, probably should have got that victory last week, and they didn't. That didn't happen for them. Um, they they lost thirty to twenty four. It, it's Philip Rivers in the fourth quarter. You're just not going to be able to to overcome him if you're close. Um, they were unable to put this one in their back pocket to walk out with it. So when you're looking at this game, Cuervo, when the Indianapolis go on the road for the second straight week, but they're going into Tennessee, do you think they played so well against the Chargers that maybe they should be able to come out on top against the uh, Tennessee Titans? So when you're looking at this game, Cuervo, what are you looking at to make your final decision on who you're going to pick in this one? I mean, I, you know, I look at this one and I just look at like uh, kind of similar to what you were talking about with the last game is just quarterback comparison, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mariota against Brissett. And, you know, I, I, I lean towards Mariota, but here's the thing. With the Colts, it's not even about Brissett that impresses me. Look at, did you see the game that Marlon Mack, the running back, had for them? Good, good point. It's a start. Yes. Yeah. Kids a stud, yeah. and, and I think he set the tone for the Colts, and that's what kept him in this game against the Chargers last Sunday. Uh, not to mention, probably already the play of the year with the uh, one-handed interception in the in the end zone yeah. by Malik Hooker. If you haven't seen that play, mm-hmm. Sonny, yep, I also that I play. Saw, I saw, I saw, I I saw it on I, red zone, and I also saw it on the replays. Yes, <laughs> that was that was a hell of a play. So, and I'm I'm going to just leave it at that. So, uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, go YouTube it. Malik Hooker interception against the Chargers last Sunday, phenomenal play by by that guy. So, uh, and the amazing thing about that is he did it in stride. He didn't have to stop. He just was, just running, just picked that baby right out of the air with one hand. It was amazing. Yeah, he went Odell Beckham on it. So. Uh, that that'll kind of give you a sneak peek at what you're gonna what you're gonna see if you haven't seen it yet. But uh, but yeah, Marlon Mack. So great game last week against the Chargers, and I think I think that's that is what exactly what Brissett needs. He needs that backup in case things aren't going well in the passing game for the Colts. Um, because. Let's let's be honest. I mean, nobody was expecting Andrew Luck to do what he did in the in the preseason. So Brissett didn't have a lot of time to get some reps with the week one or not the week one, the the, the first team. Uh, so obviously throughout this week he got it, but um, yeah, you know, I just think that uh, it's going to take more time than just one week, Sonny, for for him to get things going with the with the first team and whatnot. So. Expect the Colts to, you know, look a little shaky still offensively, um, but I think, but I think by midseason you'll you'll start to see them really click on on all cylinders offensively. So, benefit for them is that, you know, while the Titans' defense last week looked like, uh, you know, one of the great defenses uh, of all time, it's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's it's Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, 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 you can tell that Baker Mayfield still has a lot of work to do in his game. Um, so, with Marcus Mariota. Come on, or with, come uh, on everybody thought yeah. they were the second coming, Cuervo. I mean, geez, we had yeah, know, analysts right? that honestly thought that football team was going to make the AFC championship game against the you know New England Patriots. It was it's the most god awful worst prediction ever. Um, you know because you can take all the talent in the world, put them on a football team, don't mean they have chemistry. And you know on paper they look absolutely fantastic. But last week proved that there's not the chemistry there. That doesn't mean that it won't come, you know, later on. But I think by the time it does come, it's going to be a little bit too late. Yeah, I mean, it, and you know, and we'll see how they how they look on Monday night, and we'll get to that game at the end of the show. But I I, I just think that uh, really what it comes down to is again is is can can Marlon Mack give Brissett that backup that he needs again against a, a Titans defense that looked really good uh, last yes. Sunday? Um, so that that's, that's a question all, I have that's, for the Colts. That's all Vrabel too, baby. That's all Vrabel. Yeah, I mean Vrabel's got that defense, you know, looking looking solid. Uh, and, and and again, I mean, who didn't expect that coming, right? I mean, it was it's Mike yeah, Vrabel. I mean, exactly. You know, the guy, the guy, the guy played amazing for Bill Belichick when he was in New England. So, um, but I don't know. I, I think you know, obviously it's a divisional game. These two teams are familiar with each other, and and I just want to see, I just want to see the Colts and and if if Brissett can get that that help that he needs again, offensively for Tennessee. Now the problem the problem with the Tennessee offense, Sonny, in reality is Derrick Henry's hit or miss. You don't know if you're going to get 12 carries for 46 yard Derrick Henry, or if you're going to get 10 carries for 147 yard with two touchdowns. Oh, you mean Adrian Peterson like? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. But uh, AP looks made it look a whole lot nicer. So, uh, but. that's 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 the problem that I see with the with the Titans is the yeah. inconsistency in the running game because uh, Mariota still you know a lot of people question is 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 he a guy that will stick around in Tennessee for for the next few years get him somebody to throw the ball to I love Delaney Walker don't get me wrong Delaney Walker is a great tight end. The guy's also walking mid thirties, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's also he's in his mid thirties. You're only going to have yeah. him for so much longer. Corey Davis is yep. a plus. I'm sorry, he is. And I don't even know who their next who their next best receiver is. So they're a little depleted Matter on the fact, offensive Delaney Walker, side. The funny thing about that is, is just to jump back in there uh, when he was asked about, you know, what, what's going on as far as this season coming on, he says it's a new year. I don't dwell on the past. We look to the future. We're going to try to change that for sure. Well, here's one thing. Um, Delaney Walker, listen, the, the, 
the Tennessee Titans, if they don't figure out a way to back that guy up, because when really in reality for the last three years, he's been their number one wide receiver, okay? And the fact of the matter mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. there hasn't been as anybody to throw the damn football to. So if they ever found that guy that Marcus Mariota can lean on besides Delaney Walker, could you imagine how good the Tennessee Titans could be on the offensive side of the ball? The problem is, is they're doing a lot of forcing in the ball to the guys who don't have the ability to be the number one wide receiver on that football team. And listen, the Dallas Cowboys tried to do that last year, go into a season with a bunch of backup quarter, uh, backup wide receivers, and until that game against the Washington Redskins before they turned that thing completely around and said, no, we need to go get a number one. This is not going to work. The Tennessee Titans need to have a come to Jesus on that since it is Sunday and we are religious. Okay, they need to Hallelujah. be able to figure out that they need to be able to have that guy that they can turn to, and they don't have it. Now, that having been said, you, you made a statement that was a little bit earlier that I thought, felt was interesting. You said that the Indianapolis Colts, you know, they, they, they're going to start clicking on all cylinders. I kind of look at this a little bit differently. The Indianapolis Colts are going to finish last in this division. Okay, and the main reason is, is that defensive coordinators sometimes don't need a whole year of film on their quarterback to realize that that guy sucks. Okay, and they're going to get more and more as they keep watching throughout the the season. And Jacoby Brissett is going to get beat up all year long, or he's going to throw a lot of interceptions because he is just not that good. Now, you can in 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 line with that, you, you know, when you look at a football team, that team, the Indianapolis Colts last week, they rallied together as a team. Instead of rallying behind a player, which should have been Jacoby Brissett, and they didn't do it. Now, I like the fact that they did it as team, because you know, Sonny, I'm all about team. But really, to be honest, when you're talking Indianapolis football for the last 20 years, what are you talking about? You're not talking about any other position but the quarterback position. And it shouldn't change in Indianapolis, and it's not going to get done with Jacoby Brissett. And if the Indianapolis Colts are not on the phone to try to figure out what they're going to do about the franchise quarterback, they will remain in the bottom of this list. And once this hits midseason and they got that film on Jacoby Brissett because guess what? He's that running quarterback that is no good compared to some of the running quarterbacks that are good. Um, it's not going to be hard to figure him out and you're not going to be able to. So when I look at this, you look at the, the Tennessee Titans, the Rabel's that defensive coach. That's why I'm all over Tennessee on that. Never mind the fact that they're in the magic land that is the Tennessee Titans home field. Um, and I just couldn't pick Indianapolis going into this one. Now, having been said, Tarvin is on Indianapolis. I'm going to go Tennessee. Who are you on? Yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee as well, Sonny. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I was very... I don't want to say impressed, but uh, I was a little, uh, how do I say, I don't know. I don't know what the word is that I would look for. Optimistic. But I, was a little, I, was, I was a little surprised by how how well the Colts played last week. You know, because I, mm-hmm. I really felt like the quarterback change was going to make that much of a difference. And, and it did to an extent, but the fact that they hung with the Chargers now that may say something about the Chargers too, but um, yes, the fact the fact that they hung with them until the very well, actually they took that game to overtime, if I remember right, and the Chargers won in overtime. So um, that really speaks a lot about the, the Colts, Sonny, and, and that you know they just basically moved forward without Andrew Luck because 
They could have easily just said a screw it and got the doors blown off of them by the Chargers. Yeah, it just didn't happen. So, uh, you know, they they hung with the Chargers. Unlike the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, I mean that that's I mean they just straight up quit on their coach, which is sad, but it's happening. Yep. And uh, yeah, you know I know we're going to talk about that. Hard to quit on Vrabel. It's hard to quit on Vrabel. That's the difference between the that's the difference between the Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans. It's hard to quit on Vrabel because he's just that guy. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. But what do they both have in common? They worked. They worked for Bill Belichick. So that's yep. That's the part that that confuses me the most about this whole thing in Miami. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm going to take the Titans, but I, I, I got I got to just make this comment real quick. So that's what kills me about this whole situation down in Miami. Is, is you would think that those players down there would have thought to themselves, "Hey, you know what?" This guy came from the New England coaching tree, so to speak. We might want to listen to what he has to say. And, and it just isn't happening. And I don't know if it's because they were used to the laid back and, and you know, hey, I'm a coaches, I'm a player's type coach and Adam Gase. I don't know how Adam Gase rolls. I don't know what kind of coach he is. Um, but what I do know is that Brian Flores – who is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, worked directly for Bill Belichick. And as we all know, eh, Bill Belichick kind of knows what he's doing. So he's a coaching job. Yeah. So, I mean, my thing is just, I don't, I I just don't get what, you know, even, even if he is a guy that's like, you know, no nonsense, and and you know he's he's that blue collar, disciplinary type coach. There's probably a reason for it. Probably because you didn't have that in mind. Well, they probably should. They probably should show him some respect. they better find out what it means really soon, or else. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you. You know what, Sonny? If the Dolphins, if the Dolphins were smart, and and, and I, I'm going to say it on this show because this isn't ESPN, this isn't NFL Network, this isn't Fox Sports. I'm going to tell you right, half those guys want to get traded. I call them on their bluff, and I trade every single one of them little absolutely. I call them. Uh, I call each and every one of them on their bluff. Stockpile draft picks. Why the hell not? Look, yep. it's no secret, Sonny. The Miami Dolphins are tanking this year. They're tanking. I, Yeah, I said it, as Sonny likes to say. Yeah, I said it. The Dolphins yeah. are tanking. Get what you can. That, look, Steven. Look, Steven. So, trade them. Minka Fitzpatrick, bye. See ya. Go get a first-round pick for him. That's what the Dolphins want. Wait for somebody to settle for a second-rounder. Who the hell cares? Call every single one of those guys out on their bluff. Stockpile on draft picks. Go 0-16. Get the number one overall pick. Draft Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, okay, because he'll be eligible to, to, you know, <laughs> for the draft next year. For him. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So. Oh, and then, and then it all 
but uh, I love it. I love it. You know what, though? Honestly, I don't think I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to leave Clemson after this year. I think he's having too much fun in college, yeah, but that's just he's my gone. opinion. Dude, dude's gone. Dude's not stupid. He'll know where the money is. He'll know where the money yeah. is. He's gone. There's no well, way. We'll see. We we shall see, yeah. Sonny, but I, I don't think he's going to leave we after should. this year. So, yeah. Uh, so, we are but, on the Tennessee Titans. Cuervo is on Indianapolis. So, that leads us into our break, and I know we right. just got one of our guys in here, but unfortunately, we're already late on the break, so we've got to go to that break. So, it's going to be five minutes just to let that uh, let that know. Uh, so, we'll do that. We're going to take our quick break here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Show. You're listening to week number two of the NFL. It's that being said, and the Couch Potatoes Sports Show will be right this back. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your outlet Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Landon Huey and 19 Ministries. One of the things we want to do is we have this idea, the name that's kind of sticking right now is Rowlett Revival. And we know that there are a lot of hurting um, and broken people across the city. Um, Out of a population of 60,000, there's close to 40,000 that aren't saved. And we want to do like a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday where we'll bring in a guest speaker and he's just going to share the love of Christ and we want to connect people in the city up with churches and where they can find a healthy church family and find people that believe in them and find a God that loves them. Jesus came for a broken world and he, he loves and cares for everybody in the city. And so we're excited about that. We're working through details right now, but our vision is to see God's going to reach a lot of people. So make sure you contact Landon Huey at 19 Ministries at 972-835-8665 or check them out on the web at 19ministries.org or uniterowlet.org. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you looking for a new home? Want to know what your house could sell for in today's market? Then you need to contact realtor Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Rockwall. 
whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or investing, he can help you get where you need to be. Visit RayHubbardRealEstateGroup.com or make an appointment today by calling 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group, Keller Williams, Rockwall. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about RowlettFood.com. Do you want to have dinner delivered but you don't want to use Uber Eats? Contact someone locally that can do the same thing at a better price and faster. All you have to do is pick a restaurant on the list at the website, tell us what you'd like to order, then check out and you'll have your food within 25 to 45 minutes depending on distance. Check out RowlettFoods.com for your next meal at Raising Cane's, Golden Pie, Ponchos and Lefty, and more. Give us a call at 972-408-8002 or check us out on the web at RowlettFood.com. tested for that Tomlin take, but then he goes out and lays an absolute 
egg. So you can sit there with that with that Joker smile on your face the whole week. You can't touch this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a debacle. It, it was just, it was awful on every single level. But I always vote the Patriots fillers with my heart and not my head. Why should I be surprised? Mm-hmm. Outside of last year where they finally got a win at home, they have no answers in Foxborough. They get thoroughly outcoached and outplayed. It is embarrassing. But, but but Bill Belichick has the microphones in the in the locker room. That's the reason why. That was the big thing that you know, Mr. Tomlin came out. Yes, I'm blasting this guy because that guy finds every excuse for being a piss poor coach as he is and can't get him over the hump and and do what they got to do, which is win the AFC uh, AFC North and get into the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl. He's just not getting the job done. And if you want to just completely continue on being on the course of mediocrity, you'll keep him as your head coach. Yes, I said it. And and the reason why I said it is because, you know, we can go back into history and see what he has done, which, you know, every once in a while it's good. Every once in a while it's bad. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's, you know, when you're talking the NFL – and you're talking about what your future is for your franchise, you know, you got to ask the question. And, and frankly, he hasn't done anything for him. And, in fact, he might even be the Achilles heel of that football team, right? I'm telling you. And it's not because I want to hate up on the, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, listen, look what I want to do over in, in Carolina. I want Rivera and Cam out of there because they're not doing any good. So it's the same thing in Pittsburgh right now. They're just not getting over the hump, and it's not because of big men. So, that, so where are we going to fit? The, what, what, what's the problem here? You know, here's what I'll say, and 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 in all seriousness, 2000 from 2014, 15, 16, you know, the team was steady getting um, um, further along in the playoffs, AFC Championship in 2016, 2017. Um, I felt and and I felt Tomlin could have taken a stronger role to rein in, you know, Todd Haley and some of the other things um, that were going on. But he kind of let the locker room be the locker room, and they became too undisciplined. And then last year, of course, they imploded after seven and two. So what I will say is to be <laughs> that's funny to be to be objective. I think Tomlin the past two years could have done a better job coaching this football team. Absolutely. However, if you look at the overall body of work, I still think Tomlin not only should coach this team, Mike Tomlin is a top five coach, and if he got fired, he'd have a job immediately whoa, in two whoa, weeks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Beep, 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 beep. Back, back it up. I said, yep, like you just said, yep, I said it. Oh, I, 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 blasphemy! Oh, the blasphemy! <laughs> I had the blasphemy. He's he, he's got so much up. He's got so we got we got to bring him back. Talk about someone that needs to be drug tested. I love my I love my man Price, but this man needs to be this man needs to be drug tested. He thinks that Mike Tomlin is one of the top five. Head coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Cuervo, I, 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 I know I'm drinking a lot of coffee this morning. And I'm, I'm, I'm amped. 
So I, I so i maybe we maybe we who do we need to bring down to earth? Is it Sonny or is it Bryce Cuervo? Is Mike Tomlin a top five coach in the NFL right now? Break the tie, Cuervo. <laughs> oh, that, I appreciate the honor of of being the bearer of bad news. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about okay, well, who are four who are four coaches that are better than Mike Tomlin? Well, obviously Bill Belichick is one. Um, yeah, obviously. I would say, uh, you know, and and then for me, you go down the list. Is Andy Reid better? Yes or no? Debatable. Um, I guess it depends on how Nagy? you look at it. I mean, how about your boy Nagy? Matt Nagy? Is he better than? Is... No, he's not. No, Mike Tomlin's a not, better coach not, because he's 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 more proven. He's more experienced. Uh, I'm not that biased. Come on, Sonny. I cannot be that biased. <laughs> be a homer like that. I was so. going to give him a nod, not because of, not because of you. I just, you know, as far as success, I mean, uh, what's going on? I feel a little bit stronger. Uh, Jason Garrett. Is, is he, he better than – oh, God, that's not even close. Come, you can't even put those is two it? in the same sentence. Is it? Sonny, you, is Sonny, it? you, you, should, have your, you should have your mic – Melted down so you can never speak again if you think Jason Garrett is going to Stop it. Now you're just being contrarian. How many times has the Dallas Cowboys been in the playoffs the last three years? Okay, that's twice. How many times has the Pittsburgh Steelers been in the playoffs the last three years? Oh, yeah, once. Just stop it. So now, now Sonny, Sonny is right, literally I, I, trolling I us now. I, that was a joke, by the way. I, I, have, to, I have to entertain my, my Dallas fans here, okay? You know, i got to kind of keep that up. <laughs> that having been said, here's the name I want you to think about. As far as head coaching is concerned, you know, is he better than Pete Carroll? I mean, there, there's a guy out there that does something. something yeah, I don't think he's better than Pete Carroll um, out, out there. You know, I so I, I look at Pete Carroll, he's better. And, and there's another guy I think that's out there that I think that might be a little bit better right now. Um, and give me a second, I gotta find I gotta find um the, the head coach of the Rams. What's his name? That young cat over there. Is he Sean McVay. Than Sean yeah. McVay. Is, is he be, is he yeah, is he better than the, the Philadelphia head coach? I mean this thing, I don't think me personally, I'll put him in the top ten, I'll probably put him about eight or nine. Um yeah, and that, but but that's not, that's just out of when when I look at it. So I mean, Cuervo. So we've listed off some names, and you know, so do you think he's top five in the NFL, there, Cuervo? I think he's number five. I think he's number, number five. Number five. There it is. Okay, so there he is. So he's hanging on by the skin of his teeth over there. So that okay. And, so, and let me tell you something, Sunny and see Cuervo. Another thing about Sunny, and and his analysis is suffering from recency bias. I do not understand. How can these guys, okay, you, if you've been doing it, quarterback and coach, if you've been doing it for one or two years, how are you top five elite in the NFL? I just feel that is highly disrespectful. You're the new flavor, as our friend says, breath smelling like Similac, fresh out the womb, <laughs> talking about best in the NFL. Same argument can be said for the quarterbacks and the coaches. I, I, I just don't get it. If you want to talk Pete Carroll, who I don't think is a better coach than Mike Tomlin, but okay, they're comparable. Um, if you want to talk Sean Payton, you know, okay. But, but mm-hmm. Sean McVay, he's done good things, good, good coach. Better than those guys? 
longevity and consistency and winning matters, man. That matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't see it. Like, 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 I don't understand why football people make this argument. Like, that matters in football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I, I used to think about Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback I, I, in the league after one starting yeah. year. Like, I, I, I'm just like elite after one year in football. I don't get it. I, I think agree. I think we get enamored with the talent. That's Ron Rivera's fault. Ron Rivera ultimately has screwed Cam up. Cam came into the league. He's a good example. He lit it on fire. He got enamored with the quarterback and just let him run wild and pass wild and didn't build and didn't say, wait a minute, he's a quarterback. We want to make sure he's got a long, successful career with us. Let's build up the offensive line. Let's get a lot of weapons around so he can get the ball out of his hands. He can still run it. No, they just let him run wild. And, 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 and now, look, Cam is hurt. He's beaten down. He needs to get better. I don't want to get off topic of the Steelers, but I'm saying this flavor of the month, like, even if guys are performing very well, it's still flavor of the month. You got to give it time, man. Yeah, I just I want I want I want to see Mike Tomlin, you know, go to the next level. I mean, really, yeah. And now, don't get me wrong. I know the guy's been to the Super Bowl. I know that he, he's got one of those. Two of them. I get it. Yeah, a couple of them. Yes, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But at, at some point, see, the difference between Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin is is that Bill oh, Belichick does it on a consistent basis. Consistent basis. And not only that, you know, even if he didn't get the rings, you know, Bill Belichick's definitely better. You know, it's a consistent basis. What we get here is we get a Mike Tomlin who decides that he wakes up and he takes his andro in the morning, and then the days where he forgets to take it. So, you know, that's what you get. I mean, that, that's just kind of the way I look at him as far as coaching. And it's not that – here, let's even just put it this way. Maybe it's not because he's not maybe a good coach. Maybe he's just not the right coach for that football team. And sometimes that happens within personnel that you have there. Because it, it, with the success, even with the two Super Bowls, I get it. And I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna deny the success that he had. But sooner or later, you gotta look at the coach and find out is he the best thing that is gonna be moving forward. I when I make that decision on how I'm gonna handle or think about who's gonna coach my football team. Is it, it is about Janet Jackson. It's about what have you done for me lately? It hasn't been all that you know you know you know wonderful. You know, I, listen, I, I I like chocolate pudding, okay? But sometimes I like vanilla, okay? And you know, if you're just going to give me chocolate pudding all the time, you know, guess what? I'm going to get sick of it. So you, you need it, 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 things need to shake up. Things need to continue. And if you are going to be that consistent quarterback into where you're going to force someone some chocolate pudding for the rest of life, you better be damn good instead of, you know, I'd, I'd like a little vanilla every once in a while. And it, it, but I'm just not getting that. You know, I'm just not getting that. So I don't know, you know, as far as Tomlin, is he the guy? He might not be right now. He, he's going to go some. by the way, if and when they do Sonny Clark's wish, which is to get rid of him, he's going to end up as a head coach next year, wherever. I, wherever that is, I don't know. But I hope it's a better fit for his coaching style. Because right now, I don't think his coaching style is getting the job, job done. And when you look at today's game, when, when the, the, the Steelers – and listen, this is not going to be – this is not 
not going to be easy for them. Seattle's going to come in there and they're going to give them a game. Now, whether or not the defense is going to be able to keep up with, you know, the, the simple fact of the matter, and then we can kind of watch Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin here today. Um, we also know if the defense is going to be able to keep up with Russell Wilson on what he can do, or more more importantly, can the can the Steelers make him stay in the pocket instead of make plays with his legs? I think that's going to be the difference in today's game. With that game in Pittsburgh, my heart wants to pick. Listen, I'm right, I'm right there with you, Bryce. I, my heart wants to pick uh, the Steelers after that debacle that happened in New uh, in New England. My question is, is can they get back up off uh, and get back on the horse? go up against a pretty good team in the NFC West in the Seattle Seahawks. The, the bad thing for the Steelers is this is not an early game. Well, no, this is an early game. So this is actually an advantage for them. If this was a little bit later on in the nope. afternoon, I, I, you know, I, you know I, I think I'm on Seattle on this one, just mainly because I don't know if, if Mike Tomlin is going to be able to coach him back from that debacle in time for this game. Might be okay for next game, but maybe they'll be in a good game here against Seattle Cuervo that, that you know, they'll be good next week. But this week, I, I'm, I'm just leaving Russell Wilson, you know, with, with the Seattle Seahawks. What do you got in this one? Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to quarterbacks, I mean, right now, not, and I don't want Bryce to fall off the, the deep end on this one, but right now, <laughs> I think I think Wilson, at least for the first week, looked a little bit better than Ben did in his game. So I kind of I give a small advantage to Russ in in the quarterback game. But I'm still going to go with the Steelers. And the reason I'm still going to go with the Steelers is because, number one, I want Bryce to continue to call back because we enjoy his take on things, right? Number two, yeah. Number two, because I – I still, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's just me, guys. Maybe it's in my head still. Seattle's not a very good road team, and, and again, I know that was like the thing for years with the Seahawks. You, you, I mean, you. Good luck trying to beat them at home, but on the road, it was it was. They're just a different team, and maybe that's in my head still. But Seattle is a team that, like I said, I mean, it's just they're they're inconsistent when they're not when they don't have the twelfth man backing them up. You know what I'm saying? So now they're going to – because they're going to be in catch-up field today, so they're not going to have the 12th man there. And to me, that, that is a huge factor in this game. Uh, and I think – I just think the Steelers need a bounce-back type of game. You know, they, they went to New England, got embarrassed, let's be honest. They got embarrassed on national television. And I'll tell you – the reason that I still say Mike Tomlin is a top five coach because he may not be the disciplinarian he once was, but I'll tell you what he is. He's a motivator. He's going to get his guys ready for today. And you're going to see a much different, much more motivated, uh, and a much more sound Pittsburgh Steelers team. And um, so that's why I like the Steelers to win this game. I'm right now looking at, you know, as far as the road, as far as Seattle, they didn't do too bad on the road. Right now I'm showing, uh, they, they are right here. Uh, they went 
they went 500 on the road. They went so they went four and four on the road uh, last year. The year before that, I think they did do well off on the road. So, so your thought about them on the road not being very good, it, it's it's a it's a very solid point. Um, you know, I, and when I'm looking at this game. Just last week compared to this week, you know, I, I want to see Pittsburgh come out and bury this team. I really do because just number one, I'm not a Pete Carroll fan. Can't stand it. Uh, in fact, go ahead, just bury, get six feet ready for him. I'm tired of him. His 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 thing is old. And yeah, when I just do it up for comparison, I'm not even an idiot to think that Pete Carroll's a better coach than Mike Tomlin. So, but I just threw the name out there just to think because of the Super Bowls and everything else. But you know. You know, just right now, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I love the fact that they got rid of the two, bit, you know, pains in the butts on this football team. The, the question is, is that how long is it going to take to recover from that? Because listen, you're, you're, you quite possibly at the time when you got rid of them, okay, didn't play all last year, Le'Veon Bell. Listen, he was the number one running back in the league right next to Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, Antonio Brown. You take the off-the-field antics, okay, he's top three in the wide receivers there. So you, you lose a big portion of your offense, and you just don't, you just don't get shocked in the chest to come back to life after that. You've got to build that back up. So Because after you get shocked, okay, it'll take time to recover. And that's what I think I'm seeing here. I'm, you know, I want Pittsburgh to be good. In fact, I want them in the Super Bowl. That would be wonderful. I would love to see that. But I, I still think they're in shock mode. They're coming back from getting shocked. And before their heart can get healthy, they they got to play a little bit. And I'm not going to say they're going to play awful as they did over in New England. There's something about Gillette Stadium that when people walk in there on a Monday or Sunday night, just forget about it. Don't bet against Brady and Gillette. That's just stupid. Um, but you know, at home, you know, you know, after a debacle like that, I don't know if they'll be ready. You know, you get that heart, get it more healthier, and figure out your offense because it's not just going to take one game. It's not going to take two or three. It'll probably be around the fourth game before I think Pittsburgh will figure out what they got to do offensively. So I think they're a little bit behind as far as that is concerned. Uh, but here's one, here's one thing. I would have picked the Pittsburgh Steelers if they didn't score more than three points last week. Okay? All right. They didn't even get into the freaking end zone. Now, I'm not saying Seattle is, is, um, is New England, okay, but in a neutral site, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how that would work. So, I don't know, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Seattle. I'm the only one that's not. Uh, Cuervo, as well as Tarvin and Bryce, are going to stay up on Pittsburgh. So, uh, last marks on this one. I know I kind of went off there for a second, but – Bryce, looking at this game, anything else we need to watch out for or your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is going to be – I think the game is going to be a very interesting game. I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle does a lot of tendency breakers. I mean, look, the NFL is a coach's league. I say it all the time. You know, Seattle doesn't really – you know, they don't have the skill at quarterback that Brady does, even though Russell Wilson's great. He's different. But I can see a lot of you know a lot of pick routes, a lot of a lot of pick plays, a lot of man beaters, and you know if Pittsburgh is going to be conservative and step up and play zone, then that's going to put their defense on their heels. So I mean, who's, this, who's the this game could right get now? out of hand. Or, uh, oh, or Ben Roethlisberger, Bryce. Who's the better quarterback right now? Just just to throw that out. Oh, I mean, look again. I look at quarterbacks like I do coaches, so I'm taking Ben Roethlisberger over Russell Wilson. Um, 
But I think, you know, but I think Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, a lot of skill. Um, but I think if they can contain him and keep him in the pocket and coach a little better on the man beaters because they're going to see that. And then be physical. I mean, look, the Seattle defense, good defense, good front seven, but more on the passing side. I think, you know, Pittsburgh's got to stop running side to side with their Samuels and Connor. You know, they got to get downhill. Wham blocks, power blocks. Yep. You know, you know inside zone, inside zone and counter. And they got to get back to what they do best. They got to call the run. They can't get gun shy if they get stopped a couple times. They got to be committed to it and unleash the offensive line. Because they've got a good offensive line. They gotta do it. They're gonna see a lot of man coverage. Teams are gonna walk up on those receivers and say, Look, no A B. We're not saying you're not good, but prove to us that you can beat us. That's what the NFL does. Absolutely. They gotta do it. And I that's and I think point. they can be physical. And and that's the way you beat the Seahawks over the years, guys. You know this. You be physical, you run the football, you don't let them pin their ears back on you. Um that's where teams you know, have done that's what teams have done. Now that you say that, Bryce, I feel so much better about my pick because I think you're right. Yeah, they're going to the outside you know, they, they, a lot. They're not, they're not going north or south. You're absolutely right. They're not trying to break through the middle like that football team you did with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell will just run your ass over. Okay, that's not happening right here. They, you know, and I like Connor, but Connor ain't running over me. Okay, all right, you know, so that, that's a problem. You know, as far as that's concerned, Cuervo, they are. You know, if you give Seattle, uh, you know, a a chance to pursue you, and if you're going to go east and west instead of north or south, I think the chances of the Seattle defense getting you going, you know, east and west compared to north and south are so much better in reality. That's Bobby Wagner. That's all those guys are going to be all over that in reality. So, you know, I I don't know. I think think now that Bryce mentioned that north, south, east, west thing as far as the running game, I'm feeling really good about my pick in Seattle. Well, 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 this is another now, now Cuervo, this is another time where as much as, you know, I love talking to Sonny foot, about football and everything, but we got to bring the drug test out because he thinks James Conner <laughs> doesn't run people over. <laughs> that is James right. Conner's game, I don't, I and they get away from it. They got to go downhill. He has always, ever since he stepped his foot on the, on the campus at Pitt, this guy is a beast when it comes to physical running. They got to get back to it. Just let him get down here and preach it. That's what you got to do. But, but Bryce, they're not doing it. You, you even said it. They're going east or west. They're not going north or south. So we don't know if Connors can run over a guy. We have maybe seen that once, maybe twice. But we're not, we're, we're not seeing that right now. You know, from the last four games, we haven't seen anything on James Connors. Simple fact of the matter is, is you're doing exactly what you said. They're running, they're running east and west instead of north and south. And that, and I think that's, I mean, I, unless I'm seeing the different game, and I might be, I might be mixing up some games. But I, you know, and I like James Conner, okay? But you know, he he's about 85 percent of what Le'Veon Bell was in reality, and that's good enough for Pittsburgh. They don't need Le'Veon Bell; they need 85 percent of him okay. because 15 percent of him is attitude and stupidity. So they don't need that. So they have Conner, but you know. The, the whole thing, you know, Cuervo, I, I, I think his point about the north, south, east, and west is the biggest point in this game, and it might be the difference maker because if they don't run James Conner north and south, they won't, they won't respect the running game because they'll, they'll pursue him going east and west all day long. Yeah, you know, that is one thing I've noticed about the Steelers lately is that they, they got away from the running game. Now, I'm not saying James Conner can't do the job, 
I'm just saying it goes to what your point is, Sonny, like feed the beast, you know, like, like they do yep. down in Dallas with Zeke Elliott, like give Connor Absolutely. the ball, you know, show people what he can do. And, and, you know, and I'm not, I mean, Bryce is right too, though. I mean, I've seen him, I've seen him truck people. I've seen him truck a couple of guys. I just don't see it enough though. That's yeah. Steelers maybe that's way. it. Enough. Bryce, yeah, maybe that's it. Bryce, Bryce, and Bryce knows that better than anybody. That's the Steeler way. Ground and pound. You play good defense. You know? That, but they've gotten away from that. And, and, and they've handed the keys to Ben a little too much in, in the sense of, well, we want you to throw the ball 50 times a game. And that's just not the Steeler way that they do things. That's not Pittsburgh Steelers football. And, and I know you can't go back to anyway. the 70s with Franco Harris and stuff like that. I get that. Yeah, I mean, you can't even go back to the days with, of Jerome Bettis. And I understand that, too. Uh, but what I will say is that you have a good quality running back in James Conner who can do those same things that Franco and, and Jerome Bettis and even Le'Veon Bell was doing for that franchise. So do yourselves a favor. Get back to ground and pound and let Ben do his thing when it's neat, when it's necessary. And I'm telling you, if they do that, Sonny, they're going to they're gonna be so much more successful and Juju is going to be burning people down the field and it's going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, so, but that's what they, they have they to won't. get back to it, though. It's too much. They won't do it. It's though. too much shot. I, I see too much shotgun with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like, I man, this is do not Steelers football. Why. I don't think they'll do it, and I'm going to because tell you the reason why I don't think they'll do it. James Conner is their really their only option to running back. They lose James Conner, which he did come down to a couple injuries. They're they're in trouble. I know. Jalen Samuels, okay player, but he's no James Conner. Okay, he's not even close to Le'Veon Bell. Benny Snell, okay, come on. So is the risk of doing that? I, where the injuries happen, if you look at running backs, okay, and maybe I'm wrong, but just I'm just going off the top of my head. The reason why they get injured is because they well, do go north and south. It's a very big risk sunny, going north sunny. and south. But if if you if you are that scared to utilize your running back, you should not be a head coach. I'm going to just come out and say it. Now I'm not saying that that's the case with Mike Tomlin, but but if. If that is, in fact, the case, and Bryce is going to hate me for this, but if he is that scared to utilize James Conner to the fact that they just won't give him the ball because they're too scared that he's going to get hurt, then you should not be a head coach. You cannot play. You cannot coach that way. I'm sorry. You can't. You're never going to be successful if you're scared to do certain things and try new things. That's why a lot of these coaches are success, they're successful today. Because they took chances, they 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 rolled the dice in certain ways. That's why Pete Carroll's where he's at now. That's why, you know, uh, uh, Sean McVay is where he's at now, and and, and and all the great coaches, and, and, and even Mike Tomlin, even Mike Tomlin, you know, has rolled the dice in the past. Why why go away from what made you successful and where you're at today? You use the kid. I understand the health that he has and whatnot, but if he's putting on helmet and shoulder pads, then then he's ready to go. That's what it tells me. So don't be I afraid agree. to use him. I agree with Cuervo. Um, 
I agree with Cuervo. I don't think it's 2019. I don't, I, and I, I agree and like the passing game. Always have. Um, I don't. I don't think they need to go back to you know the bus Bettis days. You know where he's getting it. You know 30 times a game. You know no, that's not. That's not the NFL that we have today. But you know what? They can be more efficient. They can be more committed. They can be more balanced. Good point. They can unleash the offensive line. Let them come off and hit people. They can get. They they can even though he's hurt now, use that fullback more because he's a weapon. I mean, when you got when you when you got red paint, you paint your barn red. And this is what Pittsburgh has, and they got James Conner, who I think is a good back, who showed last year he can. Him and Jalen can pick up a lot of the weight that Le'Veon um, was carrying. You know, they're not Le'Veon, of course. And you got the quarterback, so use it. You know, use the offensive line that you have and be more efficient in those calls um, because this lack. It, like Quavo said, when you skew too much to the quarterback, you become too predictable. And I think that has happened. I mean, look, Randy Fickner, the coordinator, came out this week in his press conference and said, yeah, we didn't get that. We didn't get it on fourth and one or third and one that first time, and we thought there was more there and James needed to hit it. And I think I may have gotten, you know, that may have carried over in some of my play calls or later on. I'm like, that was the most egregious thing I heard all week. I'm like, Randy, you're just admitting that you got gun shy. You tell people to stick with it. You're telling your players to stick with it. But you as the coordinator have to stick with it as well. They screwed that one up. But you still got to believe and trust in your personality and the talent you have up front and your running backs, you can get it. I couldn't believe he said that. I'm like, those are the things that Pittsburgh needs to overcome. Those are the things I want to see Mike Tomlin this year overcome. Man, the more you talk right, the more I'm all over Seattle. I mean, it, it, does anybody want to Oh, no, I'm taking the Steelers this week. I'm going down with the ship. Oh, yeah, I'm going down with the ship. Because why do you want to pick Seattle? Just know their offensive line, not very good. And and this and this Steeler front seven, particularly this defensive line, will give you a lot you can handle. So that's going to be a problem on the road. That's going to be a big problem on the road. Now, if they can, if they can run this, the zone stretch play that Pittsburgh normally has problems with, maybe they'll have some success. But if they can't get that going, that offensive line could be in for a long day because that Steeler defensive line is very real. Brian Sarvin, I think, is back in. Are you there, Brian? Okay, maybe my screen is just showing What's up, him Sonny? on. And it, it, there he What's is. up, Sonny? So, so, so what do you think about Pittsburgh? What do I think about Pittsburgh? Um, I think they win. You want to switch your pick? Who did I, who did I pick? I picked Pittsburgh. You're at Pittsburgh, but, but Bryce, Bryce, is, Bryce is singing so much tunes, man. You know, I'm going to the flip side. I'm going, I'm going, <laughs> you know, I've heard that song too much, and, and, and I like the flip side now. You know, the more Bryce talks, the more I'm on Seattle. <laughs> uh, I think this is a must win uh, for Pittsburgh at home. And usually, I agree. And I know I've always said it when you get embarrassed on a primetime game. I heard Colin Coward say that again, too. When you get embarrassed on TV, the next week you come back and you play better. So they're going to win at home. Very good. 
So we got Tarvin. So no one wants to change the pick. I'm going to hang out with the Pittsburgh Steelers on this one as we move forward. All right, so we're going to blast through some games because we've had some great talk. Hopefully hopefully we can get we'll, we'll get to all the games uh, as we're talking on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's what we do each and every week. So that being said, there's some games that I think we could probably just jump on really quick. And so let's do that. We're going to, we're going to pop into some of these games uh, as far as where a team can be. We'll make some quick points on them, and then we'll jump on some of the other games that I think are going to be good. So that being said, you're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. That means it's time to move on. Let's hit the next one. I, oh, I like this game. There's a good game that's popping. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans, I'm not picking Jacksonville, but I think Jacksonville could keep this one close. And this last thing that the Houston Texans needs to be in another, you know, close game. Um, and that having been said, Houston, you know, I think the the clowny the clowny trade, I think this killed this team because I'm a, I'm I'm on full ride with Cuervo. If you were going to get rid of somebody, I think it needed to be J.J. Watt. And I know he's the god down there. I know he's god, but at the same time, as far as the business of football, I think I would have kept J.J. and Clowney. And right now, if Jacksonville had a real quarterback right now, which they don't um, because of injury and everything else, if Nick Foles was 100%, I might go Jacksonville in this game. I, he's not. So I'm, I'm all over Houston. Cuervo, what are you looking at in this one? Yeah, Sonny, I think, I think Houston wins, and I think they win big. I think Houston blows the doors off of yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's not that's not to get back at you for picking the Green Bay Packers last week. That's just me being <laughs> honest about the situation. Uh, is I, I think Houston – look, I give Houston a lot of credit for last Monday going toe-to-toe with the New Orleans Saints at home. That's not an easy thing to do. All right? The Saints – The Saints are a pain in the ass at home and yep. they're such a good football team. I mean, they were, a, they were a blown call away from getting to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So, so it's not like, it's not like the saints are, are, are a slouch of a football team, but that's how you, the, 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 the way Deshaun Watson played last week kept his team in that game and everybody thought they were going to win. And I said, man, they scored way too fast. Here comes Drew Brees. And sure enough, yep got him down the field and got that field goal to win the game. Uh, but still, you cannot take away from the fact that Houston hung in there, Deshaun Watson hung in there and hung in the pocket, took a beating, and still got his team, uh, gave, gave him the lead with a minute to go in that game. So that right there told, told me a lot about that team and Deshaun Watson. Houston's going to be a force to be reckoned with for for the next few years. So, I like. Houston I agree, especially in that I like them. Yeah, I, I and I and I like them. I I it's going to be. I'm sorry, Sonny. It's not going to be a good day for you and Jaguar Nation. Oh, I, I'm on, I'm all over Houston. I get it, Bryce. What do you think about this one? Why am I always put in this situation? With Sonny's Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm always put in this situation because I got a feeling about Gardner Minshew. When I watched him last week against the Chiefs, he came in there with no fear and was balling. Yep. Those yeah, type of dudes in the NFL, 
are dangerous. And here's a guy that can, that's got a strong arm and can move with his legs. That's the type of quarterback Jacksonville needs. This is my upset pick of the week. I'm going with the Jaguars wow. this week. He's got I mean, there's something about that guy. When I watched him, I'm like, oh, this dude might be able to play. Wow. And wow. I mean, and then you look wow. at even last week, DJ Shark. Shark was getting a lot of yards. Um, you know, they were, when he came in, the ball started moving. They still got Fernet. And you got this guy who can get out of the pocket. He got that swashbuckling type of style of quarterback that's that's that to give you fits. I mean, I know the Texans are the Texans, and you're going against Deshaun Watson, but this guy coming from this background, this junior college background, he could actually you know, this could be you you guys. There's something I know. I know I'm going to get excoriated. I know this could come back to bite me next week. But I, because I'm always, there's all, even though I hate the Jaguars because of the old AFC Central, there's always something about them that I'm like, you know, I, I used to call in and say, you know, maybe Blake Bortles would get it together and Sonny would, would, would lambase me. <laughs> but there's something about Minshew, and, and this is my upset pick for today. I'm going with the Jaguars. Interestingly enough, hey, I won't, I won't blast you for it. I mean, because there's not a lot of film on this cat. And, and listen, when you don't have a lot of film, you know, you, you, I, I kind of sometimes like to give the advantage to the quarterback. Uh, game's in Houston, though. If the game might have been home, maybe I might stretch it and maybe go. But I don't have, I don't have enough to go that round. And that's uh, the NFL. Is on the Pac-12. Yep. Yeah, this is the NFL, guys, not the Pac-12. Okay. I mean, this <laughs> game is going to be – you talk about a team that should be tanking. Now, Jacksonville should be. And you better watch him just like the Dolphins. They're going to go into tank mode pretty soon and get somebody to go with Fournette because they made a dumb move trading for the quarterback, paying him a lot of money that week one. And the porn star there up in, from, uh, from the Pac-12 is not going to be able to get it done. Houston by 14 today, guys. Wow. Interesting. So, there you go. It, you're right. It's it, it, it's going to be a good. It's going to be an interesting game. It will be a good watch there over on Red Zone. That takes us to the next game. And, and, and by the way, just to let y'all know, I, you know, I got an upset special that's coming up here. The Chargers are on the road to take on the 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 Detroit Lions. Lions had no business losing last week. Zero against the Arizona Cardinals. Zero. Now, I, listen, I, I get it. I know the difference in quarterback. Okay, but. That game last week, if that can't turn the Detroit Lions around, you might as well fire the coach. I'm telling you right now, because last week's game against the Arizona Cardinals should have been a make or break for the head coach. The the simple fact of the matter is is that this team will not perform with that coach if they cannot turn it around. And this is the most important game of the season for the Detroit Lions this year because of what happened in week number one. Listen, it's a long season. I get that. Okay, but I'm telling you right now, your season's on the line if you're the Detroit Lions because if you can't bounce back after that debacle over in Arizona, that whole team is done and they need to just clear it all out. Um, and I'm not a big fan of getting rid of a coach after two years. Okay, and never mind the fact it's not the coach that they got. You know, I don't feel good about that as well. But that game last week, you've seen that team. You'll give up. 
They were out after that that timeout. That team gave up, and there was no way they were going to win that game. And when that timeout came, I said the Cardinals are either going to win this game, and, and, that, and in fact they just ended up tying it. But they never should have been in that position in the first place. Detroit Lions. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw a flyer on them this week. I'm going to pick the Lions to to beat the Chargers because sometimes the Chargers don't show up against games that they really should. And if the Lions show up like they're supposed to show up for their coach, for their team, after that debacle last week against the Arizona Cardinals, that whole team is done, and that's going to be a hard quest for me to pick them for the rest of the year. So this is my upset special of the week. So, Cuervo, what do you think about the Chargers in Detroit? Um, well, I mean, I, on paper, look, the Chargers are, are a better football team, hands down. Absolutely. Uh, but what no, I will sir. say is that we might want to change that from my upset special to our upset special. Okay. I am also going It's not an upset, is it? It's not re- – I, I wouldn't really say. I mean, on, the Chargers are favored by one, maybe two, depending on what – site you use or because I'm looking at it right now it's like a one to two point favorite for the Chargers so to me that's easy money but um yeah fear the roar guys it was that two and a half when I, it I opened Detroit today. so yeah I, I, carry I, I on Johnson upset. I think, carry on Johnson yeah, I, that's it, right yeah, yeah I, I don't know right so what do you think I mean it's an upset. I think it's an upset the Chargers should blow this team away and if this game was at home, we wouldn't even be talking about it being so close. I have two Carry words on, for both of you. I have two words for both of you. Yeah. Ma- Matt Patricia. <laughs> That's why I'm going with the who, who, is, who, is, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just – Matt, I mean, if, if, yeah. if, if anyone – was unqualified to be a head coach. It's Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, on the sole strength of of being Belichick's coordinator, got that job, of course. And well, he has been uninspired as a head week, coach. Nice last week. Last week that team was in the bag. That was a W, man. That was a check mark underneath the W. And they, that team gave up. That that team was not a difference. Well, and they let Kyler Murray went off. Kyler Murray do that to him. Oh, my God. Well, he, he, is, he is capable of that, though. That's the good thing about having a quarterback like Kyler Murray. He can go off real quick. And I think they, they just let him hang around, and then all of a sudden he gets hot. And uh, it's hard to come back on the road once you lose that momentum. So, it was yeah, a, it's, it's, it was I, I don't trust game. the Detroit I don't trust the Detroit Lions with anything they do. Um, it, it's I, I don't trust the Chargers, but I distrust the Lions more. So I'm going with the yep. Chargers. I get it. I, and I see exactly why you would take it. And frankly, this, that, that's the reason why I think it's the upset. And, and again, I'll, I'll state this. They lose this football game. They're they're done for the year. I'll be hard-pressed to pick them for the rest of the season. It'll be a very interesting season for the Detroit Lions as they move forward. That being said, our next game that's up on tap is the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Listen, I took two seconds to think about this game. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers beat the the Bears. Listen, you you can live on that dream all day long. Minnesota's defense and offense were clicking. Now, the simple fact of the matter is, is when I'm looking at these two football teams, 
First of all, I picked Green Bay to finish last in the division. I gave them a flyer last week just because it was week number one. It was it was all about the all the focus on them and Aaron Rodgers. Now they didn't play very good last week anyway uh, against the the Chicago Bears. Minnesota is going to. I I I, I just got a suspicion time. that Minnesota is going to beat them up. I, I don't know. Go ahead, Carmen. Don't do I'm doing it. it. Don't do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> Please don't do it, Mr. Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Back healthy. And don't do it, Sonny. Don't 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 look at the Atlanta Falcons game as a measuring stick now. I mean no, don't do no, it. No, it's no, in no, Lambo. No, no, he's got an injury. Tarvin. Tarvin. Aaron Rodgers is injured. He's got a he's got, well, he's always he's got a shoulder injury. He's got a shoulder injury carrying this team, and it's finally caught up to him. Now their defense looks good. Don't get me wrong, and I and I love the fact they were loving all over the defense. I'm ready for them to fall flat on their face because guess what? I, I I'm gonna tell you right now, Minnesota's offense is not as bad as I thought they were gonna be at the beginning of the year. Now, granted, that was week number one, and I shouldn't put a lot of you know, emphasis on that. You know, I should know better. But something about this game tells me that the way they bragged about their offense, they're just going to blow them up in the secondary. Just like what? <laughs> like they've always done against that football team because their defense isn't as great as they think it is. So I'll throw that out there. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Tar- uh, Cuervo? Oh, well, Tarvin, to counter your argument, you know, don't don't use the Atlanta Falcons as a measuring stick for how Minnesota looked. I wouldn't exactly use my depleted, just embarrassing Chicago Bears offense as a measuring stick for no. for how for how good that that defense is uh, of the Green Bay Packers. So Minnesota's <laughs> offense is much better. They, had, yeah, they, I'm sure they could put up more than three points. Uh, against, against that so-called improved defense up there in Green Bay. Um, so, Aaron, I, does Aaron Rodgers have a stash today or no? Not the injury. It's the injury, uh, man. No, he's got the, he's got the mustache. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, oh, he actually got rid of that, by the way, I think. I might be wrong. But, but here, here, Look, Aaron Rodgers has always heard, Sonny. But but he's ready to rock and roll. He I mean he's like Cam Newton. He's always hurt. He plays hurt. He's got a high tolerance for pain. Baby. He's got a high tolerance for pain. But this game, remember where it's at. Just remember where this game's being played. And that's all I'm gonna say on my pick. You guys have at it. Yeah, Bryce. I you know you've been quiet, I, and I and I'm 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 actually afraid to find out why you're being so quiet on this one. So Bryce, what do you think about this one? Oh no no no! I'm just listening. You know, I, I I listen and let folks talk. Um, hmm, this is interesting. Here's, here's why I'm going with the Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings because the Green Bay Packers have still not figured out two two reasons. One, they haven't figured out their offensive line problems. They can't protect yeah. Aaron Rodgers, and and the Vikings will get after you in that respect. And number two, and Cuervo's going to want to punch me through the phone for this, I'm still, I think the Green Bay defense is better, but I'm not buying it because on opening night, Mitchell Trubisky was so moorbound, so pathetic, so apathetic, so terrible, that I think it skewed and made the Packer defense look better than it may have been. 
can't get too high. You can't get too low. I'm sure Trubisky is going to bounce back and play a little better, but he was so bad on opening night that I'm not sure that their defense, you know, is, is as good as advertised. I still like Stephon Diggs and Thielen, so I'm going to go with the Vikings. No, thank you, Bryce. No, you you helped make wait, my wait, argument this for This just in. This just in. Oh, oh, in case you didn't know it. Was that really necessary, Sonny? Was that really necessary? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've had two pots of coffee already today, guys. All right? (laughs) Well, just just my last thought on it. I, I need to correct all three of you guys real quick on something. So, actually, there's more breaking news. Uh, Okay. Aaron Rodgers actually legally changed his name to Sharon. So, we need to make sure that we pronounce it correctly. (laughs) His name is Sharon Rodgers. So, anytime on this show, we have to make sure that we pronounce it Sharon. Sharon Rodgers. Got it. Got it. All right. So, Sharon Rodgers. I wonder if him and Cam are related. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I mean, I, 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 that, that, I still can't get over the way Cam Newton looked after that football game. It's just, it's just so funny. That having been said, you're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to ramble now because we got about 50 minutes left in the show. We got a lot of games to cover. Next one that's up, up on top. If anybody, you know, had, you know, needs to be drug tested, as Rice would say, that would pick Miami. I mean, is there anybody who's going to take the stretch? Because I, I'm not, uh, Tarvin's not. So Cuervo and Bryce, I mean, is anybody going to think about taking Miami right now? I don't know. And, and I would understand why you would, but I, I don't know. No, I mean, I'm not taking Miami. Even though Tom Brady losing record in that stadium, I just, yep. I mean, they're going to play, look, Miami's going to play better than they played last week, division game. They're going to give them some, you know, they're going to play harder, but they're not going to win. So I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, and A.B. is active for this game. This is the game he should come back in so he can be ready for next week. He's not back for this week. They don't need him. They know it. But to get him ready, to get him running routes, get him in a game situation, Cuervo, Antonio Brown coming back for the Patriots, or not coming back, but going to the Patriots for his first game in reality is on the road in Miami. Uh, What do you think about this one, Cuervo? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the perfect game for him to uh, to come in and, and get comfortable with the with the playbook and all that good stuff. And yeah, I, I think Bryce is right. I think, I, I think I think Bryce is right that uh, Miami's going to play better. I think they're only going to give up forty today instead of fifty nine. <laughs> so yeah, Miami's going to play much better. It's the Bryce is right. Oh my gosh, he, he's 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 on fire today. So watch out for Bryce and his picks. I I, I almost are you not coming to me? Are you still online? Oh, I I didn't know if you were in church. So uh, uh, go, go ahead, Tarvin. I I thought you were in church. I, I, by, by the by the way, and this is a sin. I hate to admit it. I listen to you guys during church. Um, so I apologize. I apologize for that. I am out of church now, but I'm gonna pick the Patriots. I 
surprise, surprise. AB has 200 yards receiving today. There you go. Wow. Oh, I, I don't know if they'll wow. give him that much into the offense, but yeah, but yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they go deep down the field one time on it. It'd be interesting to see if they can pull it off. They will, uh, and, and we'll see that if we don't see it live, we'll see it on a replay over on Red Zone. So, uh, so the next game that's up on board is San Francisco and Cincinnati. Look at Cincinnati didn't look as bad as I thought they were going to look. And remember. You know, since I had Cincinnati, you know, playing very well this year, second in this division behind Pittsburgh. Last night, last week, they made they made my pick, they made my pick look good. But I don't know, man. I, you know, San Francisco, they didn't look great last week. Um, but that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. This is a little bit different. They're on the road, and you know, I, I like Cincinnati in this one, and, and mainly because. We've seen a different Andy Dalton. And listen, I've been watching Andy Dalton waiting for him to explode and become good. Not because he's got good personnel, it's because he's a good quarterback and he can feed the ball to anybody. And that's what we saw last week. Finally, out of all the years out of TCU, we're getting that as far as at least for one week. Okay. I'm not going to annoy him as the second coming at the quarterback position, but he looks better than he has in years in reality, Cuervo. Coming into this one, you know, I, I'm going to give Cincinnati the edge. Normally, I probably would not pick this game on Cincinnati's side. If this game was in San Francisco, I'd pick San, uh, San Francisco. So I'm just going for the home team. Both these teams are not great, but they'll, they'll be in contention for the last spot in the playoffs in their spot. So what do you think about this one, Cuervo? Hey, hey, Quiver, real quick. Can I go, Quiver? Can I go yeah. first? Like I, I said, to jump off the phone, um, no, but I wanted okay. to give my right. my pick on this one. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I think, you know, Seattle. Rep- I mean, Cincinnati represented themselves well enough, um, but I'm going to. But no, I'm going to go with Cincinnati on this one. I think, I think um, Andy Dalton. Shows up, they'll move the ball. I think Tyler Boyd is actually a good receiver. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati reluctantly, but that's going to be a close game. All right, guys, i got to get off the phone, but um, always, always great talking to hear from you, my friend. You betcha. All right, then. Bryce, you want to hop on, you're more than welcome to. Good to, good to hear from Bryce. So, you know, Cuervo, what did you think about Andy Dalton? Obviously, no A.J. Green, that, that high ankle spring. If, if, if Cincinnati's smart, they played well last week. If they continue playing well, they just keep sitting him until he's really ready to come back. High ankle spring, six weeks, okay? And that happened two weeks before the season opener. I should You should not see him until their fifth game in reality, Cuervo. But they might be rushed to do it. But if they get another victory here, you know, that, that just makes the opportunity for A.J. Green to heal a lot faster. Uh, or it's a lot longer in order to really be ready to hit the uh, lineup. What do you think about this week? Yeah, I, I mean, that it's it's really hard to pick the Cincinnati Bengals in any game if they don't have A.J. Green. Uh, on top of mm-hmm. that, <clears throat> what's the status on Joe Mixon? I know he got, he got beat up a little bit too. Um, so I don't yep. know if he's going to be playing. And if Joe Mixon's not playing, then I'm definitely going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm curious to know what his health is, is like right now. Um, but uh, I'm leaning towards the 49ers. Uh, I liked what I saw from them last week. Uh, granted, it was it was Tampa Bay that they played, and, and you know, James yeah. Winston threw like 12 interceptions in that game. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, 
No, but I tell you, I tell you, I mean, the the, the, the defense looked like it was pretty sound. Uh, Richard Sherman made a couple big plays for them. And, uh, you know, offensively, eh, they'll get there. You know, they'll get there eventually. And uh, as long as Jimmy, you know, can stay healthy, then I think, I think the 49ers will be able to, uh, you know, have a decent season. Uh, so I like San Francisco in this game. Uh, I don't want to eat up too much more time because we've got a lot of games to go through still. But, uh, yeah, I, I like right. the Niners. So, well, hold on, just really quick, you know, before the injuries, who were you worried about as far as out there? Joe, Joe Mixon, the running back for the Bengals. Okay, I do not see him. He's got he's questionable for the game, just to let you know. A.J. Green is out. Um, and just to let everybody know, Nick Bosa is actually questionable for this game regarding an ankle injury as well. And Jalen Hurd is out for this game as well. So just to give you a couple of guys that I think that you know could be the impact that that was there, but but that's for San Francisco. So just to kind of obviously those names are on the San Francisco side. Just said I did a quick run on that just to let you know in case you wanted to change your pick. I don't know what do you think, Cuervo. No, I'm still going to go with the Niners, Sonny. I just don't think Andy Andy Dalton without AJ Green. Is like peanut butter without jelly. I mean, you just it, the two have to be together in order to be successful. So, um, that, see, I like that analogy because you can't you yeah, just I, peanut butter. Yeah, you they, better at least have some milk. But yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You, right. Jelly makes it that much better. Tarvin. Yes. Who are, we, who are we talking about here? The Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals and the Forty uh, ers I'll make it quick. I'll take the Bengals. Home team. Yeah. Home team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I didn't pick them because I think they're any better. By the way, they lost one point by one point against the Seattle Seahawks last week. Uh, But they they looked better. That being said, the next game up on Tampa on the couch to say the sports show. If they go to Oakland, you know, Oakland got their first win. If they honestly think that that was something to write home to mama about, Wonderful. You beat the Broncos. Although I think the Broncos are going to be better throughout the year. Um, you get the victory. Great for you, Oakland. But this is the Kansas City Chiefs. As much as I don't want to pick Kansas City, I'm going to pick Kansas City. And the reason why I don't want to pick them is because I'm already tired of the, you know, you know, the second coming of the quarterback God. Um, so I'm already sick of listening to that portion He's of amazing, it. And, uh, so, you have to admit it. He's amazing. I, he is. And that's the reason why I don't like him. He's that good, and that's the reason. Sorry, and that's the reason why I don't like Brady him. ever thought about being. He's better than Brady ever thought about. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with a little more history with Brady before I anoint Patrick Mahomes the I'm next joking. time Brady. You know, I, I'll, I'll just hold off on that one. But uh, you know, but you know, when when I looked at this game, you know, who were you on on this one, Tarvin? Oh, the T. I mean, look, I like Oakland, what they're doing. And I, I think Gruden, finally I'm seeing with a plan in place, the way they kept all those free agents that weren't even drafted. He's wanting an old-school type team. I don't know if he can get it this, this early yet, but I think they'll be competitive. But I don't think they can they can stop that offense with Mahomes. And, and I, I really like the Raiders this year. I know everybody hates Carr. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. 
the tight end, I'm putting my name right now, Waller, I think, for Oakland. I mean, these guys can play some football. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see them play, but I think it's going to be around a touchdown game. But you got to look at it. Kansas City, the way they looked coming out on the road the other day, I mean, it's like, I mean, usually teams struggle the first week offensively. Not Kansas City, man. I mean, this guy is amazing. I think they put up a lot of points on Oakland, but I think Oakland may put up 24, 27 points on them. See, on the other side of that, I like it. I like Derek Carr. I wanted him off that team because I think he's that better than a lot of quarterbacks that needed to be on a different team that didn't give a rest behind about winning. I'm not I'm not a believer in John Gruden yet, still. Um, and it was the, the Denver Broncos square vote. So, you know, I, I'm not going to anoint the, the Raiders to be the next big thing over in the AFC West. But, you know, they, they're going up. Hey, they get an AFC West game right here uh, against Kansas City. They're just lucky that game's not in Kansas City. They might get smoked. Uh, but they're at home. <laughs> so what do you think about this one, Cuervo? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was, it was Denver, which, by the way, you picked Denver to win this division, uh, just to remind everyone. I did. I did. It remind me of my craziness. <laughs> But, but I might oh, yeah. insane. <laughs> Insanity. Joe that's, Flacco. That's, that's... <laughs> yep, Sonny went with Wacko Flacco to pick to win this division, so uh but uh you know, I mean the look, at least for one night, Raiders fans are excited, should be excited. Yeah. For one week. Should be, yep. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately the Kansas Champs, City baby. Chiefs it, Oh yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, after today, it's going to be reality again. It, it really is, and, and the Raiders are. I'm just are, glad I have my gonna... home square bowl with my fantasy team. That's all I can tell you. Well, I mean, he he does put up a lot of points, and he is. I mean, you're right. Hey, no Tyree Kill in this one, by now. the way. So it no Tyree Kill. I don't know if that makes a difference. He's injured. He's not going to play. Does. Just to let you know. Put the water boy out there. He'll hit him in stride. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's right. Sonny, I totally forgot Tyreek Hill's out. It matters, but it's not going to matter today. It's not going to matter today. What's wrong with Hill? Did he he stub his toe? Kansas City Chiefs, 
they're not going to win this division. That's how much he means to this offense. Who's going to be them? You're going to see the difference between how the offense of the Chiefs is with him compared to how it is without him. The Raiders are going to pull it off today. At home. I get the I'm point because you, guys, you have to it. plan for Tyreek Hill, right, Cuervo? I mean, not only do you have to plan for Patrick Mahomes, let's let's be honest there, but you actually have to plan for Tyreek Hill. I see why he's doing it. I mean, is that the reason why? Because you, you actually, now you don't have to plan for it. No, Tyreek Hill, is that the reason why maybe you're pulling the trigger? Well, the dynamic of Tyreek Hill being there is what separates Kansas City Chiefs from other offenses. When you have a guy like right. that on your team that you can use in so many different ways, there's only one of them. I mean, you can't duplicate Tyreek Hill and everybody's got one on their team. There's only one of them. And Forever, I'll tell you, right you now, better watch Sammy out for Sonny because he's probably lying to you. He's probably lying to get ahead of you in the pit standing. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, no, no, he's out. He's out. Uh, I know he's out. Yeah, he's I, out. I forgot about yeah. it. But He's not. He's never going to have a game like he did last week. He'll never have a game like that again in his career. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. So, you don't have Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins is not going to have the type of game he had last week. They don't have much of a running game. Travis Kelsey is their only hope. Travis Kelsey is going to have to have, like, an all-time tight end record type of game. For the but, Chiefs but, but, to... but, but I'm sorry, Cuervo. You act like like the the Kansas City Chiefs are made up of everybody but the best quarterback in the NFL right now, Mahomes. He is right now the best quarterback. Not saying he's better than Brady overall, but I'm saying his age. He will hit. He's like Brady. It doesn't matter who you put in receiver. He's going to find him and get him open, and they're going to score. I don't want you to jump off the ledge just yet, buddy, just because of. <laughs> One player. Don't do it. Well, don't do it. Well, all right. I, I tell you, just, to, that's, just that's, Cuervo, just really difference. quick, just to let you know, he hit nine different receivers last week. That being Patrick Mahomes. Okay, he hit, but but only two for Tyreek Hill for sixteen yards and no touchdown, and a long of eight. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that I, I don't I don't know. So yeah. I, I I just just maybe I thought I'd fill you in on that because they actually went to Sammy Watkins last week with three touchdowns. But you know what, Sammy Watkins, you know why that three, happens? Three touchdowns. Do you know why that happens though? It's because everybody's focused on number ten. They're double team number ten. That's a good point. That's you're always looking. Because, number ten. Sammy Watkins is not a number one wide receiver. He's not. He's he's not. I like him. Like I, I like him as number one. He was, he, 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 was, he was in college. Yeah, he was in college. Oh, he was outstanding in college. college. He was he went to college. Yep. Oh, yep. I love this. I love this. We, we are so on today. It's unbelievable. So, all right. So we got the trigger pulled on the Oakland Raiders against Kansas City. That leads us to our next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And just, I, I want to just get preface this. Really quick, and I'm pushing the button. The Chicago Bears, okay, are on the road to take on the Denver Broncos. Here we go. I picked the Denver. I picked the Denver Broncos to win this division. Okay, now that having been said, last week I picked the Bears. It was on a flyer. 
opening night, 100th year, second-year quarterback. Uh-uh. Just to let everybody know, on this game, I'm picking the Denver Broncos because if there's anybody that knows Mitchell Trubisky better is the head coach of that football team. And right now, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, he has a one-game sophomore slump. This is the game that if Mitch is going to be good and the Chicago Bears are going to be, he's got to have a good performance. I'm not going to say they're going to win the game because I am on Denver because, uh, because of the guy on the other side. And, yes, I'm picking this not because who's the better quarterback because they're about the same Flacco and, and Mahomes and, or, or, um, and uh, Mitchell Trubisky right now, okay, looking at the stats. So I'm going coaching on this as far as that is concerned. And, and the guy that knows Mitchell Trubisky better than anybody in the NFL is unfortunately for the Chicago Bears on the other side. They're going to figure out how to get to this guy and the running game is going to come alive for Denver in this game. Um, They've they got to figure out how to break tackles, and that defense loves the running game, and they love to stop it. But something tells me they're going to figure out how to run the football game uh, in this game and or Joe Flacco's with five, ten yards out and just let someone, uh, you know, try to make a play and, and, and do something or, in reality, get a little bit of the uh, Don't go back. And that, that's, that's just my theory in this one, and I know it's crazy. I should be on the Bears in this one. We shouldn't even be questioned. But at the same time, Cuervo, who, I, I know who you have in this game. You can tell me how insane I am right now. <laughs> I think you do this to, just to despise me, Sonny. I re, I'm really starting to believe that. Ta- and Tarvin's the same right the way. You guys, why do you guys hate me so much? What did I ever do to you guys? <laughs> This is the second week now that you're going against my my team. You picked against the Jaguars the first two weeks. I'm laughing. Oh come on! It's Kansas City and Houston, though. It's Kansas City and Houston. They're they're very good teams. Yes. And for God's sakes, your quarterback's name is Gardner. Okay. Not picking him. But you guys, I don't. What did I do to you guys? Seriously, what, why do you guys hate me so much? Uh, I, I got mad love. Matter of fact, your shirts are going to be done Friday, and I'm going to send them out. So you need to send me. You need to send me your address. Okay. Very well. Um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up your argument about who knows Mitch Trubisky better than Vic Fangio, and I'm gonna ask uh-huh. you this question: Who knows Vic Fangio better than Matt Nagy? Not Matt Nagy. How many years? I mean, listen. I I I look at Fangio has been in this league forever as a coach. And I'm not trying to be argumentative, get you, I promise. Well, we just lost Tarvin. I was going to bring you. I'm just trying to be argumentative in this one. But at the same time, you know, Matt Nagy has been only been a head coach in this in this league for a minute. Fangio has been in this league forever. So, and, and not only but that. not as a head coach. You know, the, not as a head coach. Though. Not as a head coach. This is, not as this a head coach. Fangio. But this if you're going to start, if you're going to stop Matt Nagy, you don't need to be a head coach. Oh, I mean, I I can say the same thing for Vic. I can say the same thing for Vic. 
He's only been ahead of his first year. Matt Nagy is his second year. They've good they've point. grown yeah, up that's a very, a very in a very similar very similar coaching uh, uh, background for both of them. You know, one's been an offensive uh-huh. coordinator, the other one's been a defensive coordinator, and, and they kind of mm-hmm. just kind of grew up in that type of uh, uh, background. It's just a lot of coordinating time. So, to me, when it comes to the coaching, I really don't, I really don't know that there's really much of an advantage on either side. So, it, it's, it's, I guess what it really is going to come down to, Sonny, is who shows up is execution. Yeah, I mean, who shows yeah. up? Who's going to execute? Um, you know, Broncos. You know, I mean, they both they both lost on national television. Uh, embarrassed themselves a little bit, so. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, three points. I mean, I, that that's the one thing I just I can't stomach right now is that the Bears scored three points against that so-called improved Green Bay Packer defense. I, um, <laughs> I'm glad you're not falling for that too, Cuervo. I, in fact, I'm looking forward to the Green Bay the Green Bay Packers to eat some crow on that statement that they got a defense now. You know what it reminds me of, Cuervo? Go back into the day to one of your favorite coaches of all time, Mr. Buddy Ryan, walking into Arizona, walking in there saying, you got a winner in town? Well, Aaron Rodgers just fell for the for the old buddy Ryan, and I, I listen. There ain't nobody loved Buddy Ryan. Listen, also at the time when they hired Buddy Ryan for the Arizona Cardinals, I thought he was definitely the right coach for it. But he came in with that swagger, that big time swagger, that says there's a winner in town. Now Aaron Rodgers is thinking that he really, in reality, has a defense, and only after week number one against the Chicago Bears, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so watch out. I, you know, and you're going to get the same kind of defense coming at you at the same time. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not falling. I'm not falling for the Green Bay defense. I'm not falling for the major love that's going on over there. And Rodgers has to pump that up because he's tired of carrying the team all the time. So that's the reason why he did it. But back to this one. You know, I, I, I'm right there with you, Cuervo. Yeah. Well, let me just say this. You know. Season started out last year the same way. Packers, you yep. know, beat the Bears. Oh, you know, Bears start 0 1. How'd that turn out last year? And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, and, um, and I'm right there with you, Cuervo. I haven't won in this division, but I saw the first three weeks, and I was, I, I, I saw, I saw this game. Not, not because the the Bears shouldn't lose this game. Okay, you and I, I'm going to be right there with you. But, you know, a combination of Mitchell Trubisky and, and, and that, and the fact that this is, hey, Bears are traditionally slow starters. It's not, that's just not that. They didn't just all of a sudden start winning football games at the beginning of the season. They figured out what they had to do to win, and it usually started about week number four, and they had a rough first four weeks. I'm not saying they're going to go over four because I actually just to give my pick away for next week. I'm on the Bears. Uh, but that being said, going into this one, and it's just some of the dynamics of the game that are going to happen. The Fangio and the fact they are at home. Um, and, and Flacco wasn't as great as what we, we should have seen from him last week. And I think he's going to come back up on that. Um, so it should be interesting to see what ends up happening here as far as this Denver game is concerned. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll find out, I guess, but uh, I don't know. It's, I think that's uh 
obviously, obviously the Bears need to put up more than three points today. I mean, I, I don't think there's yeah. any secret to that. Um, and I think they will. Um, I just, I just need Mitch to forget about last week, forget about last yes. Thursday, come back. You know, I guess you're hitting the reset button again, however you want to say it, and let's get this thing right, guys. You know what I mean? Like, like score more than yep. three points. Uh, let's let's get some more. I I think play calling was a big thing too. Um, just overall play calling was not very good. Um, yes. They tried to get a little too fancy at times when they didn't need to. And then when they did need to make a big play, they got too conservative. So, you know, I guess recognizing the situation and knowing how much risk you should be willing to take in certain situations, that's what's going to either help or it's going to hurt the bears today. Um, and as far as Denver, yeah. I mean, look, Joe Flacco, look, Joe Flacco's not the most mobile dude, all right? And he's yep. a little bit older. So what does yep. that mean? And the offensive line's a little banged up, him. too, for you, bro. Yeah, they, that, the offensive yeah. line's so banged up. Go, yeah. go get him. Go and put him on his butt a lot. That's Absolutely. what we need to do today. Get, get pressure Absolutely. on Mr. Flacco, okay, because – Ain't nobody on that offense that scares that scares you. You know, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, he's he's got some good speed still. Is he uh is he a Tyreek Hill? Is he a uh a Deshaun Jackson? No, he's not. So uh, that's the way I look at it. So Yeah. That that, that whole argument of, I, Yeah. Do you, do you have two TVs set up for this one, Cuervo? You gonna watch this one and Red Zone, or are you are you, are you uh, dependent on Red Zone to get you to the game? Um, what I could do is probably set up my laptop. I don't have I don't have a second TV yet, uh, so I'll probably have the laptop off to the side and uh, kind of monitor if 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 it's available. I, it might not even be available. Yeah. So here's a good thing just to let you know, and I wrote this down. You know, nor- normally when Mitch Travinsky has a bad game, he, he pops up pretty good the next game. Um, just to let you know, he's 8-1 and one following the game, which his rating, his quarterback rating is lower than 77.2 or lower. Last week he had 62.1. So you got that going for you. I, I just – I'm just – I'm just going to go coaching here. Um, and, you know, somebody likes defensive court, uh, coaches better than head coaches unless they are a defensive coach. Uh, and just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there quite yet on uh, Matt Nagy and company as far as that is concerned. Um, and just like someone, someone having the inside scoop, having, you know, having an ace in the hole, you know, you know going that route. So, um, now, the, you know, so, you know, I'm on Denver. Cuervo is on Chicago, and Tarvin is on Denver. That's going to take us to a a game, Cuervo, that I just didn't even realize what the game was until I looked at it earlier this morning. The New Orleans Saints are on the road taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Listen, when I first looked at the schedule, I said Rams. I did. I I was like, yep, Rams are home. There's no way the Rams are going to win this football game today. 
and 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 that is only if Breeze is in the game for the whole game. If Breeze gets knocked out of this game, the Rams are going to win the game. So I'm I'm going to pick New Orleans Saints in this game, in saying that Breeze will be in the whole game, and the Rams Rams aren't going to win this game. And, and that one play, yes, I'm taking it back. I'm going to go back in the time. Okay, that one play, right there is all the motivation that football team needs, regardless if this is home or on the road. They they want them some L.A. Rams flavor, don't they? I mean, in reality, you look at this, they want some Rams. They're, look, they're, looking, to, they're looking to fry up, at, not fry that up, but take those Rams, put it over a nice fire, and just baste that baby right there so they have a good meal. They're looking to have some Ram sandwiches here today. I, I, I don't think there's any way the Saints lose this game. And, and frankly, I think the Rams are the better team, maybe, uh, because they're at home. Because if they're on the road, I would take New, or- New Orleans. But I, I just I just don't see how the Rams are going to get out of the way of this. There's too much bad blood. I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes that, that comes back and bites them in the blood. But the Saints are a good football team compared to maybe a team that is not as good as they are. So that's my reasoning. I'm, I'm up on the Saints. I didn't think about this one very long after I realized that, wait, that one play, that's it. So, yes, I'm picking a football team based upon one play that happened last year. That's an interesting, interesting concept, Sonny. Um, yep. No, well, it's not interesting. As... It's stupid, and I know it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, look, you've said crazier things. I mean, this is right up there with it, but, you know, I think you're right. I think there's a revenge factor there, obviously. And, and I'm sure the Saints yeah. would love nothing more than to go to their house, steal, steal a game from them, even though it doesn't have the same, you know, ramifications it's only week two of the regular season it's not the nfc championship but right. look it's a tone setter it's the Saints saying hey we're we're going to be back uh you can meet us there if you want to but we're we're going to be back in the nfc championship game and i think i think the saints want to make a statement and uh, they definitely have the people to do it so this is obviously going to be the game everybody's going to have their eyes on it could wind up being the game of the day but, um, but yeah, this one's going to be a treat, and I'm glad it's in the afternoon because there's only three afternoon games on Red Zone. So we're probably going to yep. see a lot of this one. We're going to see a lot of it. Yes. I, I, I think we're going to see a lot. You're right. And I think uh, Drew Brees, I, I don't know if they'll even hand the ball off today. I, <laughs> I, I, I know it's – Oh, I, they have to. It's a, a Cuervo. I, something tells me. I, I don't know why. It's going to be 20-80 pass. It's going to be 80% pass, 20 running. I, I, I just – this game right here is – I'm oh, going to put my foot on your throat, and I'm just I'm, – I'm going to press down until you choke out um, and because I, I, I think it's just that much of so a big you, deal. So I really are you do. Saying, so are you saying that the Saints are not going to use Alvin Kamara today? Are, am I hearing I that right? He, I think he's going to use them in the passing game. I I don't I don't see it. I don't just don't see a lot. Well, hold on, that's natural turf over there, isn't it? Um, well, it's an outdoor stadium, so I don't know if it's turf or yeah, not. Yeah, I think it's natural turf. I you know. All right, so maybe 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 I'll go thirty seventy. They'll, they'll pass the ball more. Uh, they, they, 
if that if that was turf, I would stick with my eighty twenty. Uh, but it is natural, so they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a little bit more. But no, I don't think they're gonna beat up Alvin Kamara. I, but I'd like to see him do that Cuervo because I want Adam Kamara to beat. You know what it is, Cuervo. I looked at all the running backs in this league. You know, in reality, and there's one guy that does, does not get. And that's Alvin Kamara. I'm sorry, that guy is super bad. And, and and I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is based upon the team that he is on because Drew Brees just throws the ball all over the place. He throws for 5,000 yards every year. So that's why I'm thinking where I, where I, the way I am in reality. Yeah, you know, and I'm a little concerned about the Rams, Sonny. Uh, uh, you know, offensively, obviously Todd Gurley is the one that I'm talking about. Um and, you know, I mean, offensively, did the Rams really look sharp last week against Carolina? I don't know if they did. That's I mean, a very good point, Cuervo. I mean, I know they put up 30, and, that, and that's great. You know, I mean, that's what you want from an offense like the Rams. But that was but, against Carolina. No slams at no slams at Tarvin, but that was against Carolina. But it just, it just felt like it was a very – It just didn't feel like the dynamic – you know, explosive offense that we saw last year with the Rams where they were moving down the field with ease and, and whatnot. And just, it just felt like it was such a grind for the Rams to get to that 30 point mark. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe it's different today. Maybe we see a different Rams offense. Maybe we see a more, uh, you know, more explosive offense, but it just mm-hmm. felt like it was such a grind. And, and, and with the Saints, you know, it it, it looked like it was, you know, the, the Saints team that we're used to seeing. You know, good balance, Drew Brees getting the ball down the field, Alvin Kamara doing what he does, and and the defense the defense played all right until the very end when they gave up that last touchdown. So, um, yeah, uh, this is going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to watch this one. You're right, and again, only three games in the afternoon uh, strike on uh, the uh, the the uh, game schedule uh, in the afternoon. So we will see a lot of this one. I I think you're right there, Cuervo. So so that's an interesting game. Yes, and Sonny is nuts for thinking what he's thinking, and I get it. And but I'm gonna go with that. But that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Next game that's up on tap is just as good, Cuervo. It's Sunday Night Football. I don't know, Cuervo, when I look at this game, you know, you know, I pulled up, but I, I, I actually made a pick with the couch potato quarter today. And because I really had no, no idea who to pick in this game. And, you know, I don't know if Atlanta is back to form. I don't think they are. But I don't like the fact for the Eagles that they're on the road. So, that being said, when I look at this one, Cuervo, I'm asking, you know, can Philadelphia pull this one off in Atlanta? Because, man, as much as I hate Dirk Cotter, I'm just, I'm actually kind of leaning going to the Atlanta Falcons in this one. Give me a reason why I'm crazy or why I should say the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I just think they're a better team. I mean, I I just think that, uh, you know, Atlanta right now, uh, you know, at least defensively, boy, they they can't stop a nosebleed. So yeah. you know, the running game of the of the uh, of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, you know, 
was all over that Falcons defense. So I know I know that the the Eagles they don't have no Dalvin Cook on their team, but I'll tell you with the guys that they do have, um, good luck stopping them because you know the Eagles have always been about speed, 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 and that's that's what they have in the backfield with with Sproles and Miles Sanders, the the rookie, and so it, it's just um. I'm going to be looking to see if Atlanta has improved on stopping the run uh, this past week, if they even worked on it, or are the Eagles just going to run the ball down their throat and do enough to open it up for, for Carson Wentz to to move the ball down the field? And I mean, I just think I just think there's too much too many concerns defensively for the Falcons to to have a chance in this game. You know, you know what really bothers me about this game is, is how Washington let that game slip through their hands in reality last week. Philadelphia won the game 32-27. to 27. They had no business winning that game. After getting off 20 nothing, they can only put, you know, seven, board, uh, seven points up on the board. You know who that reminds me of? It reminds me of Atlanta. Atlanta getting that lead and then just giving it up in the fourth quarter. So, you know what, Cuervo, I, I, I'm actually going to change my pick. I was actually going to go to the Atlanta Falcons in this game, but the, there's no way that, you know, you know, Atlanta has a hard time closing out games. And, and the reason why, the predictability of the offense, Cuervo, and that comes directly from the offensive coordinator and Dirk Cotter because he's the most predictable boy. guy in the NFL. Oh, my boy. And, and you know what, I was going to lean on Atlanta. I really did. At home. You know, you know that whole situation. You know, but at the same time, when when I think about what they do in the fourth quarter, how you know they got back into a game against Washington. I'm not saying Washington's a good football team by any stretch, but Atlanta is only average at best with all the things that they got on paper. Again, they got one of the best one, two, three punches at the wide receiver position. They can't get the job done, Cuervo. You know, and, and and that's a problem when you are the Atlanta Falcons. Now, and Minnesota just rolled up. I mean, they 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 just they just smoked them last week, and you know, and. I'm not saying Philadelphia is Minnesota, but they got the capabilities to be that offense that we saw from Minnesota last week. So, I, yeah, I, I was actually leaning on Atlanta on this one, but the more I thought about it, and then, then the, the X factor, which is Dirk Cotter, um, I just I didn't have enough to pull the trigger to go Atlanta at home. Now, um, Tarvin went Atlanta at home. Um, but I think he's living in the yesteryears because – Listen, you want to talk about a quarterback that has not got over a Super Bowl hangover? You know, that's Matt Ryan. That's the definition. When you say when you when you look up Super Bowl hangover in the dictionary, you'll see Matt Ryan's picture right next to it. That because that guy's not gotten over it, and it's been ugly ever since. In reality, yeah, no, it has been ugly. You're right. Um, I just I just want to see. Like I said, you know, defensively, have they made any adjustments? Meaning Atlanta, and uh, you know, yep. for for the for the Eagles, I mean, them having Deshaun Jackson back is huge. Uh, I I I know a lot of people don't see it that way, but uh, I think he's a guy that uh, that. No, I don't think he. You know, when you when you look back at it, Sonny, do you really think Deshaun ever wanted to leave Philadelphia? 
I don't think he did. No, I think he, he went for months. Let's clear about Deshaun. Listen, as much as great as Deshaun Jackson is, okay, there's only one reason why he left. Washington gets no, boatload of money to get out of there. I, I disagree, Sonny. I disagree, and the reason I said, it, well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the money was was there, and and he was like, well, hell, why the hell not? Um, but if you go back and you and you remember, Chip Kelly pretty much pushed him and Lashawn McCoy out of Philadelphia because for whatever reason he felt like he didn't need those guys or um, felt that they that the uh, uh, the Eagles would be better without those two, and they could he couldn't have been more wrong. So. You know, and Chip Kelly was the one that wound up getting fired. Was it, what, they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, they were <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> so, no, I mean, years, I'm not saying get the old band back together. Yeah, three years, thirty-three million. Uh, that he that he signed with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I yeah, wonder he did, what, if he thought that there, there would be a love affair between him and 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 um, and uh, oh crap, they just got Fitz Magic. They just they, well, but it wasn't Fitz Magic. It was the guy before that. I thought the um, the guy Winston James filled in for. Yeah, I, I think there I think there was maybe a love affair that might have been able to happen. I think maybe that was his thinking or his wish. Is it might have a guy that's on the same page as you know, get me the damn ball. Because let's be honest, Deshaun Watson wants, or, uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson wants the damn ball, and, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Because guess what? As much as I hate that guy, that guy's proved me wrong so, for so many years, make me look stupid for so many years. I just don't like the guy. Um, but I think that, I think when he went down to Tampa Bay, I think the thinking was is, is that he can get with Jameis Winston, you know, and get me the damn ball. That didn't happen. And, and that's the reason why he's back open there. But, but to be honest, three million dollar contract with Tampa Bay, and guess what? Every penny was mm-hmm. guaranteed. Okay, so guess what? He got all the money, and he's back in Philadelphia. So you know it is what it is because in the Philadelphia deal, he signed a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar contract. So he lost five million going back, but he still got all that money from uh, from Tampa Bay. So he didn't mind signing for a little bit less to go back to Philadelphia, which maybe he didn't want to go, like you said. Yeah, and and, and yeah, I mean, when a guy takes less money to go to a certain place, that says a lot. You know, yeah, uh, that says that that's where he wants to be, not. You know he wants well. He wants to be there for reasons other than the money. Yeah, and and that's why I say that Deshaun. I don't think Deshaun ever wanted to leave Philadelphia. Uh, but nope. Chip Kelly, being the 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 brainiac that he is, ran him out of Philadelphia, and then the Eagles went ahead and they ran Chip Kelly out of Philadelphia. So it didn't work out for the Eagles. Um, hey Cuervo, so. this, this was a very simple. This was a simple contract for Philadelphia. I mean, in reality, uh, three years, twenty-seven million bucks. Okay, <clears throat> but in reality yep. of it, in, in reality, it's all about the guaranteed money and the signing bonus. Okay, so sure, in reality, sure, sure. they invested 
They, they invested $22 million in two years for Deshaun Jackson. That's what's what they did. Now, if he completes the whole year, Cuervo, he's going to make a lot more. So, and, But Philadelphia has them set for two years in reality. That's the reason why they got the money in there. Um, the third year, it, it's going to be there's, there's a potential out on the contract. Uh, just to let you know, but it's the problem. The difference is, is the, the dead money, uh, dead money cap hit is still going to be huge for them in 2020. It's going to be nine million. Um, so uh, that that's something to watch out for. But you know, I, you know, Atlanta. I, I just, you know, that's a football team that unfortunately just did not realize that Matt Ryan was. But. That takes us to the Monday night game. I we, unfortunately we only got three minutes. I forgot this game. I and I, the reason why is I didn't write it down. That was my bad. Uh, so we still got Monday night's game. You know, in Cleveland Jets, and we're gonna talk just a little bit. So I'm gonna get my prediction out there. I'm actually gonna take take uh, Cleveland, and there's only one reason why. Cuervo, one reason why. It's not because I think Cleveland's better than the Jets. It's not because the Jets, you know, you know, the the, the Jets, the, the, their quarterback is out because of mono. Okay, I know that's that, that's an incredible, stupid reason to pick a football team to win a, uh, to lose to lose a football game. But I'm taking it next year. That's just the biggest piss poor excuse for a player not to play because he has mono. Because believe me, it's not a physical thing in reality. It is, but it isn't. You can get up for a football game. That's a sad excuse. That tells you about the organization. Clinton's going to go in there. They're not going to win and look like rock stars on Monday night, but they're going to win the football game. Yeah, so no, no, that's the same. That's honestly, that's the same reason I'm picking the Jets or the uh, the Browns to win is because I can't even think of who the backup is for the Jets. Who's starting for the Jets tomorrow? I don't even know. I have no clue. I can like, look honestly, that up. I have no idea. Me, it, me uh, it, it's somebody we know. Because I, I, someone mentioned it. Um, here we go. Let me hit this. Yeah. Got it. And boom, hit that button. I, I got that. I got that old high-speed thing working, you know, really good today. All right, quarterback, backup quarterback is, um, wow. It's not Josh McCown. I know that. Trevor Simpson. Trevor oh, that's right. Hey, he's a Northwestern guy. After, yeah. How about that? Yeah, Northwestern guy. It made, made his name up there. So, 10 seconds. Give me your pick, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah, Cleveland. It, it, just by default, okay. just because Trevor Simeon's starting for the Yeah, Trevor Simeon. And, 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 it, and if your quarterback cannot get up just because he has mono to play a football game, that that tells you who he is as a quarterback, Cuervo. I'm sorry, it does, and and, and maybe and, and maybe it's harsh, but to me that's a wimp. That's what, you can't get up for a football game because of mono. And listen, you, listen, I went to school with mono, so you you can get up and move around. I, I'm not falling for this. This this this. this, this this is, first of all, the organization. Second of all, Sam Donald needs to step up and say, I got mono, screw you. I'm starting this football game. And he, did, he didn't have the stones to walk up to him and say, right, listen, Trevor, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and he, didn't, he did not sell his coach, Cuervo, on being the starter this week. And that's the reason why they're going to lose the game. And that's the reason why the Jets aren't going to amount to a hill of beans this year. Because you don't even have a quarterback that has enough <laughs> stones to say, and I'm starting this game. Yeah. 
Very interesting. Antonio Brown is rocking number 17 for the New England Patriots, Sonny. I wonder what, what the, I guess the significance behind that is. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I, it's because yeah. you're watching the Red Zone. It's on. I got. I, I yeah, am turned my the Red Zone. TV on, so I gotta. I gotta hook up my Raku and get it going. Um, but um, that being said, um, I don't know. Is, is, is that quite possibly the most weakest excuse for a player not to play a football game? Is because of mono? Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe I don't know what mono. You know how it really does affect someone. Isn't it um, contagious? I had mono when I was in high school. I went to school. I practiced basketball. Isn't isn't mono contagious though? That's probably why. Yeah, but who cares? You're football players. <laughs> you're football players. You're not weak weaklings. You 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 you're you're your enzymes fight that off. You, you can't, I like, guess. Who I mean, cares? I've never had it, so it's I don't mono. know. It's not. It, it's not. It's not like it. It's not like a debilitating disease that you'll end up getting. It's freaking mono, for God's sake. I mean, I, 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 I don't know, Sonny. I can't. I can't speak from experience. I've never had it, so maybe he should. I, I, uh, had, I had mono when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Here it is. Uh-oh. All right. I'm looking it up because I had that. All I knew was I was a little tired, and I know it makes you tired, but guess what? You know, you know, I still salvaged it out. All right, so here it is. The mono, the mono virus affects the lymph nodes, throat, liver, spleen, and blood. It can make a person feel tired and achy all over. Oh, I'm tired and achy. I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, it, it sets the biggest wind thing out. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're a kid, if you're a kid and you got mono, okay, all right. So you're a football player. You're a badass. You're not a wimp. If you're in the NFL, you're not a wimp. I'm sorry. I, I'll just say that. But when you when you go wimp ways out, this, this is an excuse. And I, I'm telling you, he should have walked up to that coach and said, no, no, we're not. I'm starting this football game. Let's get into the playbook. He didn't. He let them make that decision. And, and that, that tells you who, who he is as a quarterback and whether or not he'll be successful in the NFL. Where both? And what that move right there tells me Sam Darnold will never amount much to anything as in, in the NFL as a quarterback, and, and which in reality he should. He's just on a bad football team. If he was on a different football team, you know, maybe they'd teach him, on, you know, teach him about stones. You know what stones are? Okay, that's the two things that are hanging, okay? If you don't have any stones, <laughs> then you don't need to be in the NFL. Well, I mean, look, Sonny, he, he's a Southern California kind of guy, so – I'll just leave it at that. that, Yeah, you made a very valid point. Very valid. Hey, they're kicking it off. I just turned it on. They're kicking it off. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The games are the games are fully in in effect now. Yeah. Sharon Rogers. You're on like a throw. You're 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 like on a three minute delay, like I am. You're watching it via the internet, right? No, I've got it on my cable. I'm watching it live. Oh, okay. So you're way ahead of me. I I, I just got the Baltimore uh, the Baltimore Cardinal kickoff. So so that tells you how far I am a little bit behind. But it is what it is. So 
hey, we did it three hours, you know. Hey, eight games. They got the quad box up uh, over on uh, Red Zone. Eight right. games kicking off. So by the end of 1 o'clock, we'll have nine of them in the book, Square Ball. How amazing is that? Whoa, what's the fire? What's the fire? Uh, it, looks like, it, it was like a heater or something. Um, yeah. They didn't, say anything cool else. they didn't say anything about it. I don't know why you that, need a heater in September, was, but I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Or one of those cooler <laughs> things. One of yeah, those cooler things, right? Yeah, something Yeah, like you're that. definitely behind. I, don't know. I saw that like three minutes ago. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm about four or five minutes behind in reality because it comes by the Internet. I'm just watching Kyler Murray run for nine yards. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. But I, it, it's been fun. Hey, this was one of my – I want to tell you right now, I had a great time having Bryce online, oh. and then of course Tarvin Touchdown for a little Packers. bit as well. I think I'm uh, going to go puke now. So uh, Green Bay just scored the first <laughs> touchdown of the, of the of the morning, so I'm going to go throw up now. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, you, you, yeah. Are you okay? I, I, you know, you, you'll make it. I get it. I understand. I hate them too. <laughs> I, I, but I'm Minnesota glad I didn't get breakfast because they would come right back up. Yeah. Oh, Patriots Minnesota the will come back. And there's Antonio Brown. So we'll see what happens. He's All in the right. Wants to catch up. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yep. Let me know. Before we sign off, let me know. Did they go to him first? They did. First pass is to Antonio Brown. I, 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 the only reason why I knew they were going to do that, just so they can get him in, you know, get him in. And uh, feel what's going on. So uh, Miami was unable to score. By the way, and by by the way, what a bad drop by their wide receiver right at the first down marker. That just tells yeah. you what kind of team they are, too. Oh God, that was so awful. He, I, that just, that ugh. he catches the pass and then he he's out of the game now. That's just the Patriots. That's what they do. You know, that's how yep. they get you. You know, I guess comfortable with the with the playbook and the system. He played the yeah, and got the and one the, catch, and they, they took him out. And the Cardinals, boy, look like the Cardinals of the 90s. I tell you, they took three steps back, and they were going to go back to the Cardinals of the 90s and the early 2000s. I did. I told you, that's exactly where your Cardinals are. They, you know, I love being right. Mm. You know, it is what it is. So, Touchdown, Saquon Barkley. So, Giants are up. Wow. Who are they playing? They're playing Buffalo. Buffalo. And and they're in New York, so that that's good for them. So they're at home. So, all right, my man, that did it for us. We got through three hours and then some. Of course, always good to go a little bit of overtime. It's time to get to the red hmm. zone. So uh, we're we're gonna sign this thing off. So um, good to see you uh, also on Sunday. Make sure you send send me your address so I can get your your shirts out to you. I got I black will. and a white one headed your way. I will, Sonny. Thank you. I appreciate it. Another yeah, catch no for Antonio problem. Brown as we sign off. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everybody have a good one. We'll catch you next week. Cosmic uh, State Sports Show, Thursday pregame show. The Rowland Eagles taking on the name of Forest Rangers at 2 p.m. And then the game at 7 on Friday. And then we're back here on Sunday. So for wherever I'm, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out of here. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.